Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We started, uh... Talk We haven't started yet. Live. Okay. Uh, Charles Stewart here. I think I heard Larry and another lady. Dina. Dina. Hi, Dina. Gina. Hi. Gina. Okay. Yeah. Let me write it in the chat room. Um, apparently, I'm the only one tuned into the chat room. I guess um, that's okay. I wonder what the heck happened to uh, to. Charlie, if she tried to get in and couldn't get in. Well, uh, you might want to do some follow-up calls. Um, um, I'm sorry we didn't have better planning here. Uh, myself, um, having a conference forum already set up, um, it's good Larry presumed that this was what I, was, I should have done, but <laughs> I wasn't thinking that far ahead. Um, um, Anyway, we're we're off to a decent start, except, uh, Larry, do you want to call Charlie and tell her that uh, we now actually have the conference set up? Yeah, okay. Um, okay, well, I'll get acquainted with Gina here while uh, um, you're uh, 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 making a few calls there if you want to. Okay, I'll be right I'll back. be back in a minute okay, or two yeah, then. But before you go, um, I tried to call Hartford, and, and I let it ring 12 times, and he didn't answer, so... Uh, after you get the group here together, I might have to drop off and, and give Hartford a call and uh, try to get him in again. We might not have... Okay. And, and it looks like i got a coming in, too. Um, uh, you got what? Somebody... Um, it, uh, yeah. i got to drop off here, too. Please please make your calls, and, and I'll uh, I'll be right back, too, here. Gina, you're holding the fort for a moment. i got to go. Okay.
Gina, are you there? Hello, hello. Yes, I'm here. I just needed oh, some help. Oh, good. I, I, I could see you from the computer, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're still here. Um, Hartford said that he will call in probably within a few minutes here. And okay. um, yeah, so uh, yeah, if, if, if when Larry gets back and, and hopefully the other people that he's trying to communicate with, hopefully we'll have a good conference here. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And you are yeah. Charles? Yes. Yeah, so have we talked before? Excuse me? Repeat that? Have we talked before? I don't think so. No, I don't believe so. Okay. Well, I'm glad to make your acquaintance. Yes. Same here. All right. All right. Um, it, uh, did did you have any questions or comments about uh, my skill set or how Larry's case should unfold? Larry told me a little bit about you. Uh, but are you are you friends with Charlie? Is that um, it's pretty recent that I've made her acquaintance, but I like to think we're friends. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were longtime friends. Okay, never mind. Uh, I. I I, 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 we may have met in the in the distant past, but um, uh, I don't recall it. And um, um, I, but, but we seem to be warming up to each other real nicely. We seem to respect each other's knowledge without getting big old fights, which is kind of rare in this. <laughs> uh, it's it's crazy. I know people shouldn't be fighting. We need to be uniting. And, and well, well, yeah. Yeah. It, um, can you hear me okay, or am I breaking up? No, I can hear you just fine. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, on, on the thing about people fighting, there, there's lots of deceivers in our movement here. There's people that are working for the bad guys that are just pretending to be patriots. I, I Yeah, I found that out, yes. I found that well, out that, when I was with the people, yes. I yeah, know that. well, that's fine. That's part of why we're having so many fights is because there's people in here that are just flat not doing it right and they don't care about doing it right and, and, and people are ending up with their lives destroyed and there's others of us that <laughs> get real peeved about that. Um, yeah. Um, your, your, your connection sounds a little bit scratchy to me. You, you sound like you're breaking up a little bit. Oh really? Maybe because I'm moving around. Is that better? Try to, that's sounding a little bit better. Yeah. Um. Uh. Maybe just stand if you've got a cordless phone. Maybe uh, uh, close to your base station, or is it a cell phone? Or um. It's a cell phone. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, try to tune in your closest cell tower there a little bit better. Maybe you stand next to a window or something. Okay. Yeah, but you're sounding pretty good now anyway. Um, yeah, okay, good. Um, ooh, it looks like uh, we've, looks like Larry came back. I just talked to Charlie, and she can't get, get in. She can't get in? That's what she says. So, huh. But do you know how to do a three-way? Yeah. Let me let me uh, let me call her on a three-way then. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, Um, okay, are you there? I am. Uh, we're here. I'm here. Okay. Ch- Charlie here? I'm here. Okay. That, uh, um, I'm, is, is I'm Charlie? I'm Charlie. Okay, there we go. There we go. We've also got Gina, and I wasn't clear on the different voices there. Uh, this is Charles. Um, I imagine you deciphered that. But <laughs> um, um, good to hear you, Charlie. Good to hear you too. All right. I, I'm sorry you apparently couldn't get in. Uh, gee, that's strange. I did it three uh, times. The third time, I did get into the the line, but then it wouldn't accept that pass of one zero nine two nine. Hmm. Um, kind of that way sometimes. Did you Go ahead. Found? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then you have to hit one pound again. Give you a message. You need to hit. Yeah, I I, I have never had a trouble with talk show. Um, That was weird. The the fact that just getting into the line two times failed. The third time it worked. And I looked at my redial and I was putting my digit. You know, I hit the right keys, and then it wouldn't accept the pass. But anyhow, we're all on. So, Um, hello. We're not because. Uh, we're not. I, I Are we going to try to do? You can't hear me. I can. Okay. Good. And um, I I I was able to contact Hartford. He says he'll dial in probably within five minutes or so here. Okay. Yeah, he needed a few moments. Uh, um. Gina was uh, j- just bringing me up to speed on her experience with Larry's case and everything here. Um, um, uh, and and I, I I was kind of wondering her background. She's the I, I I've met both you and Larry, uh, Charlie. Um, um, but G- Gina, can you tell me a little bit? Have Have you uh, uh, been involved with Larry's case long, or are you pretty new to Larry's case here? No, I've been involved uh, for a while with Larry. A couple of years, I think, Larry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Larry's doing Uh, a good job. Larry's doing a good job. Excellent work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he's smart enough. He's the only one that didn't get fatally entangled with with the the big old saying that that, um, uh, the bad guys got uh, the other members of the Colorado group there. Um, yeah, so that's Larry's credit, man. He must be doing something right. Yes, I agree. Um, part of the reason that, that I wanted to um, uh, have a conference with Larry and you, that uh, both ladies that are supporting him and whoever else, and, and Hartford, 
is that, that I'm to the point where I'm ready to really risk my own liberty and getting in the faces of, of these jackbooted Nazis. Um, um, and, and well, I'm we ready don't to want start... to lose the liberty. Well, right, right. But see, I, I, my level of knowledge is to the point now where I think I can survive. I, I think I, I think I've got the moral high ground and the legal high ground, and I think I'm basically untouchable. Um, but may, maybe that's not the proper words, but um, um, I think I can get in and and, and challenge. A courtroom, to my mind, is like. A, a forum for nonviolent warfare. You know, we check our weapons at the door and we talk about who the the the, the executive officers are going to take out of here and put in jail. Um, um, and at that point, I want to be in there and I want to be accusing them, the, the prosecuting attorneys. I want to be accusing them of engaging in criminal activity. Probably not right off the bat. You know, uh, uh, j- just open it up soft and easy, but that's where it's going, uh, unless they back off, which I don't expect. Um, uh, um, I think I've got the words to, to to make the record, make the public record. We can do transcript. We can call these depositions. I can have you all and Hartford uh, uh, in the background in a conference like this, and I can push. Uh, the three-way calling flash button, and I can do- dial up that uh, uh, Shapiro um, um, uh, 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 prosecuting attorney that's, that, that's targeting Larry, and I can drag him into the conference, and I can say, hi, uh, 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 you're in common law court for the people of the United States of America. We're recording this. This is essentially a deposition. We want to know if, if, if there's any substance to your accusations against uh, um, uh, uh, Larry Goodman for the American people whatsoever, or if it's really true that uh, 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 you're involved in a massive criminal racketeering conspiracy uh, uh, to, to, to not only reduce the people of Colorado to slavery, but the entire USA. Um, and just get right in their face like that on the public record. And, and at that point, we, we've got audio recording already running. We can reduce it to a transcript, and we can take that transcript, and we can certify it's true and shove it in the case of, of what they're doing to prosecute Larry. And, and we'll basically have admissions from them the online that this is a malicious prosecution. There's no mens rea. There's no corpus delecti. Uh, Larry hasn't done anything uh, but behave honorably in trying to increase the, the safety and the peace of the people of Colorado. And, and these guys are nothing but a bunch of criminal racketeering conspirators, and uh, they're the ones that deserve to be in jail, if anybody. You know, I, I, I'm very amenable. Um, if you are, it seems like you are, Charles. Um, and I think that's, um, that's very good evidence, in fact, um, to do something like this. Um, because, again, to reduce them to what they really are, um, which is a corporation, they have no real party of interest in this matter to even assert um, uh, violence against Larry or any of the other gentlemen. Mhm. Yeah. Um, I, I think we just got another person from Colorado unmuted there. Uh, would you like to say hi? Yeah, this is Clarence from Colorado. Ah. Larry, do you recognize Clarence? 
I'm yes. late getting yep. on the call. I, yep. Hi, Clarence. Hi, Larry. So, um, yeah, I asked Clarence is had a lot of uh has been putting in a lot of effort trying to um get uh, uh veterans um to uh get on board and it sounds like a futile uh futile effort i think if if i'm correct in saying that clarence well it certainly doesn't look very good uh Unfortunately, most of the soldiers and veterans are not the brave heroes that that they get the undue titles. Uh, most of them, frankly, are cowards and not heroes because they simply will not defend the Constitution. Uh, just on, I think it was yesterday, I went out to the recruiting office in Wheat Ridge and entered the uh, Marine recruiting office asking for the NCIC who was not present. So I talked to the E6. And the first thing I asked him was, what is Article 1, 2, and 3 of the U.S. Constitution? And he gave me this strange look and had to admit that he didn't know. So I says, well, how can you carry out your mission to defend the Constitution when you don't know what it says? <laughs> and then uh, in the conclusion, I gave him an email that I usually hand out explaining to him that, we cannot be defenders of the country and not commit treason because we're giving aid, comfort, and safety to all the domestic enemies. And this is the root of the problem. No defense of the law. Clarence, this is Charlie. What was his response after that? Um, after I gave him the email? Right. Uh, I left. I told him. I told him to have a good day, and uh, I left. Because more importantly, I think um, you know, just under trying to uh, comprehend why these guys do, do not know the Constitution, and it's 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 in direct contradiction to them putting on a uniform. Whose That's uniform are they putting on? Good point. Uh, I wish I had the answers. Uh, I did make it clear to him that the first sergeant is really the point man in culpability since uh, all soldiers are trained by the non-commissioned officer, of which I am one. That includes the training of commissioned officers. So our problem really rests with the non-commissioned officer corps who will not teach proper doctrine, nor will they defend the Constitution. And the commissioned officer becomes irrelevant because they don't have control of the soldiers. Uh, in fact, they cannot even address the soldiers unless the first sergeant, sergeant major, or command sergeant major says company, battalion, or division attention in order for the commissioned officer to speak. And so there's a real breakdown within the U.S. military. Well, everything that I've experienced and Larry has experienced in trying to reach out to uh, the veterans and um, the, um, the the different bases um, has been very, very disappointing, to say the least. Right. It would seem that the first sergeants brainwashed them into uh, 
you don't get paid to think, and uh, all you need to do is just be quiet and make rank. The problem with well, that what's is. What's going on here? This is Hartford. Hartford's with us, everybody. I'm on the wrong call. No, you're, no. you're right with us. Oh, okay. Yeah, so as I was saying, you know, uh, these first sergeants need to uh, be putting forth correct doctrine and not having uh, soldiers be concerned about promotions because you can have the highest rank in the military, but if you're not on your mission, those subordinates who are carrying out the mission automatically outrank you because rank is given to defend the Constitution. It's, it's given for the mission, and I yield the floor. What is this a regular talk? Is this a regular show? Uh, no, no, Hartford. Um, uh, Larry, Larry's online, and Larry and a few others, uh, including the recent speaker there, um, uh, are basically here to talk about Larry's case. It got it got over into the issues of of recruiting veterans into help support the Constitution, and and that's the part of the call that that you are listening to right there. And I'm sure we'll circle back to Larry's. A little confusing there. I didn't know what, what I jumped into. <laughs> okay, well, um, um, it, it does look like uh, uh, one of the lines hung up here. Is that um, it, Larry? Are you still with us? We might have lost Larry and Charlie, or uh, I, I think uh, uh, Gina and uh, the fellow that was talking to us. What, what was your name, sir? My name is Clarence Young. What? Clarence what? Jones. Clarence Jones. Clarence, are you the Clarence that worked with Larry? Yes, sir. Is this Hartford? Yes. Okay, good to hear from you, Hartford. Yeah, I was just explaining to them that the military's proper doctrine and proper status is defense of the law, and uh, many of them don't even know what the law says. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's many of them that don't know what the law says. We were never taught law. Uh, I got cut off, and I would imagine Charlie was cut off with me. Oh, here she is. Hang on. Okay. Um, I don't I know what happened, but I tried I don't know. to. Yeah. Okay, we're back on. Okay. Clarence was just explaining to Hartford uh, his frustration with the, the military uh, getting on board. Okay, well, uh, yeah, um, th that was our ex uh, ex We've, uh, uh, yeah, Charlie and I tried uh, contacting eight different, at least eight different JAG offices, and they don't want to uh, want to play ball, basically. So, so I think we're back to your plan, there, Charles. Um, Okay, yeah, um, I, I don't think I've mentioned to Hartford, um, 
This is a, a very spontaneously engineered call here. Yesterday, Hartford said he'd be available to um, uh, uh, have a call with me uh, uh, between 11 and 2 here. And so I'd, I'd rather mention that to Larry, and I, I, I su suggested that um, maybe we could have a, 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 a three-way call to um, um, uh, talk about Larry's case here, and it's a, uh, two heads better than one. And I have some bold ideas that um, Hartford's got a very efficient filtering process, and maybe I'm being stupid. And uh, I know if I am, Hartford will point that out to me. And so um, uh, uh, I was just thinking it'd be a good call. And then Larry suggested, well, there's a few other people that that would be really good to bring in too. And I said, well, okay, I think that'll probably go good with Hartford, but I haven't brought Hartford up to speed on all of this yet, so I'm kind of pulling a surprise party on you here, Hartford. Um, uh, I hope you're okay with that. Yeah. And Clarence hasn't heard your plan either because he came in late. Who? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Who? Yeah, yeah. Who? Go ahead, Hartford. Who has a plan? Uh, me. Charles. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to catch right, up with you people. I feel like I'm running after a train that's going 50 miles an hour. All right, and I can't get and I can't get aboard. <laughs> well, well, we'll bring you aboard here. Are, are you up to listening to my explanation of what what I think uh, might be a good strategy here? Well, go ahead. Okay. Um. Um. I'm uh, uh, willing to risk my own liberty by more directly confronting the um, the prosecutor Shapiro in in Larry's case. Just exactly here. what do you have in mind when you say confronting? Uh, it, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm talking about uh, engineering another conference similar to this, and then. Uh, well, what is this engineering conference after conference? I just asked you what's the nature of the process. Well, the, the first step in the process is to have a, another conference going and then no, dial... No, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. When you're engaging somebody to go into something, you give them some idea what the hell they're going to do. What is it you have planned? Because otherwise... Well, I'm, going uh, I'm going to explain something to you real quick. You're in a field that's oh. dangerous. Now, listen to me. You're in a field that's dangerous. You ought to know that. Yeah. Okay. And knowing that, you don't invite somebody into a room that's going to be talking when you don't know what it is. And when you get on the chat and you start talking about things that that person does not have the capability or the desire to cope with, you've entra entrapped him and sucked him into something beyond his level. And then, then the recordings come up, his name's there, and then they start putting him, sticking him into the middle of the pile when he did, didn't want to be there in the first place. You don't do that. If you haven't got a plan right up front of what you're going to do or what you have in mind, you don't suck people into it by by a slippery little means about what well, we'll create a new a new meeting here and we'll create a new meeting there. Before you know it, you're four day four deep in your meetings. You still don't know what you're there for, and when it finally comes down to the end, it's something you wouldn't have a tinker's damn to do with in your life. You don't pull that shit on people. I don't care who you are. Okay. Well. If you can't come right straight out front and say what it is you're trying to do, I'm out of it. 
Well, I, I probably chose my words poorly. I'm sorry. You certainly well, you chose them accurately enough for me to tell you that message. I don't get involved in anything if I don't know what the hell is going on. Okay. It's too, it's too easy to get snarled and jammed in a pocket that way. I, I hear you. That's not nice. Um, it, can I perhaps try to describe from a different angle? What are um, we doing? Uh, talking, well, what are we talking about here? What, does it have to do with the well, well, case, selling cigarettes or dope, or what the hell is going on no, here? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to engineer a checkmate position on that prosecutor. You don't attorney. engineer a checkmate position on something like this without knowing what the hell you're trying to checkmate. What are you trying to stop? What are you trying to start? I have absolutely well, Blaine, no idea. Blaine, our bird. I'm trying to get him to understand he has to explain. What is the uh, subject? Keeps Larry out of jail is the subject. Is it what he's doing enough? Well, I, I I hope it is, but I'm apprehensive that we may need more. Well, you haven't even tested out what he's got. Well, he got a well, he got a sixty-day extension on his process. He must have been doing something right. Okay, right on. I don't know very many people to get a sixty-day extension. They may have discovered the simple fact that he doesn't belong amongst the eight, uh, eight other people in the Colorado group. He was booted out of that group. So is Charles. Mm -hmm. Am I right, Charles? Uh, I'm talking I, about, what's, is that, have I got the name right? Is that the, the you, person? You're talking about me? No, Are I'm you talking talk about Charlie? I'm talking about the one that was working with uh, Larry before. Close. Are, you, are you talking about me, Harford, Clarence Young? Clarence, Clarence, you're the one I'm talking about. Yes, sir. I got it wrong. It's not Charlie. Too many Charlies. <laughs> Charlie Stewart, Charlie, Charlie this, and so forth. Okay. What's, where, where does this stand? Um, Larry, um, uh, are, are, are you thinking that? That you're, uh, as Hartford says, that you're in a pretty strong position here, and I don't need to be panicking about confronting the prosecuting attorney there. No, I agree with you, Charles. You don't okay. think you don't think the paperwork that's been put before them in the court so far, without with respect to mixed war and a, and a motion to eliminate, you don't think that's enough to put him in his place? Uh. No, we put, the paperwork, we put the paperwork in uh, regarding the uh, people of the state of Colorado and the fact that the indictment, was, the second paperwork was the indictment uh, was a farce. Well, you also, put the, in, you also put in a document to the effect that there was a motion to eliminate, didn't you? No, that hasn't gone in yet. Well, then use it. I thought you had that in already. No, I haven't. But did you, have, I, but did you, but did you put in a document to refer to the mixed war? Yes. Well, that's enough in itself to do it, too. They didn't give you 60 days for nothing. I've never seen a person get a 60-day. Uh, 
They found out they were in the wrong department is what happened. If they're smart, they'll get the hell away from it. Because you were, out, you were bounced out of that group a long time ago. You had nothing to do with what they're in there for. And they know it. They're stupid to jump you. That was one of the most foolish mistakes they could ever make. But they did it. Since they've done it, and you capitalized on it by making them aware of the fact that they're operating in mixed war, you laid it on the table, and the judge said, woo, this is something else, and gave you 60 days. I never heard of anybody get 60 days like that. See, the problem with you people... The problem with you people working around in this business is you haven't been around it long enough to realize when a good thing happens. You're, you're, you're green. You're green at what you're doing. You may know the law. You know may know a few little technicalities and so on, but you don't have the feeling of what goes on in the system. And when something like that happens, you say, whoa, why did this happen? It's not normal. What was done for you is not normal. And the judge, the fact that the judge did it, indicates to me that he has some smarts. He understands he stepped into a cow pie. Your, your words are reassuring, Hartford. What? Your words are reassuring. They sound real good. Well, they ought to. Yeah. I can tell the difference. I can tell the difference between a good thing and a bad thing, and how I was spent seven years and four months holding up what I needed. They never challenged me on anything I did. Never. Never have. And because it's pure commerce, they never will if they're, unless they're stupid. What I put in, in the form of a public wealth rebate note, is a general instrument. It is not a Hartford Van Dyke. It is not a Larry Goodman. It's not any of those things. It's not a personalized process. That public wealth rebate note is plain and simple the judge owes the public the money because he didn't do the job, period. That's it. And that's right on the back of the instrument. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing. I went in as a proxy. I just filed papers to alert them to the fact that what they were doing was cuckoo. And when you get to the point where you don't give a damn about what they think of you, you put it in because there's a principle involved and you stay with a principle, they've got a problem on their hands. And if they screw around it too much, they're going to find themselves in a, a very bad situation. And if you don't give them time to carry it out, you get, you get out there uh, just uh, freaked out, whatever it is. So you think, well, uh, nothing's happening. I guess I must have done something wrong. That's bullshit. Because nothing's happening. Somebody's thinking about what they're doing. If they're smart, they're thinking about what they're doing. You don't have any Hart, idea. Hart, oh, go Hart, ahead. This is true. Um, like like Charles just stated to you, um, we're grateful for your reassuring words. Um, what what Charles was basically proposing was just having a conference with the prosecutor Robert Shapiro. You don't so, need a well, You don't need a conference with a prosecutor for crimey sakes. When you go okay. begging for a conference with a prosecutor, you're saying, Mr. Prosecutor, God, would you please cherish us? Will you listen to us? Will you be nice to us? Will you treat us good? Will you pat us on the head and say, it'll be all right, folks? That, that, that wasn't exactly 
the uh, the tone um, nor the content that we were um, that Charles. It was doesn't suggesting. matter what the contents was. He's already been put in the position of a traitor. What did it want? Okay. <laughs> I mean, for Christ's sake, when you look at a situation like that, that man is he screwed up big time. And if he doesn't know he screwed up big time, you'll probably find out too much to his con- unhappiness about it. I don't need to get into any more details. You people don't know when you've won. And if you haven't, and if you haven't won, I'll tell you one thing: that prosecutor is going to make a shit and mess of his life. He's a Jew. And he took on yeah. some Gentile. He got, took on some Gentiles, and he tried to play all his little Jewish games, putting everybody on the indictment. Forty counts, forty pages. That's chicken shit. He likes to play little games. He's a little boy with a little game. I I agree with Hartford. Uh, I would say that. The reason why they've extended 60 days is Larry has one, and it's not good to tip your hand and go asking him for anything. Uh, Shapiro is a traitor. He's treasonous. He's lawless. And um, I think that Hartford has it right. What Larry should keep is the pressure on. I said it from the onset that if anybody can win, this is Larry. I need to stop you for a second. You're piling a couple things up that I need to say. When the pressure is, you choose the phrase, when the pressure is on. Anytime you go in there and you try to bow and scrape to these people and kiss their ass, they know that the pressure is off. Correct. Isn't that simple? Yeah. You've got to give things a chance to operate. Now, the thing you've got to understand about this stuff is if they take it and they go the wrong direction with it, if they take it and go the wrong direction with it, if you had any options, you still have options, and those options are in your favor. This is not a matter of one-upsmanship. Everybody thinks there's, one, there's going to be a loser and there's going to be a winner. That's, this is not that kind of a game. This is an educational trip for Mr. Uh, Shapiro. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, this is a, a, a an instructional matter for uh, Larry. Just simply put, everybody's going to learn a little bit from this one. Yeah. But you don't go in there and keep scrambling to think as if you haven't accomplished what you wanted, because they're sure to think then that there's something in the nature of an insecurity. You have to know what you have. You have to know what the power of it is, and you have to give the other person a chance to soak some of that up and realize he stepped into a cow pie. You, you, you sound solid to me, Hartford. I've been here so many times. You have to know when it's time to be quiet and let the other side kind of chew what you've given them and realize that, you know, this is not exactly what I had in mind. Well, um, uh, in, in previous conversations with Larry, uh, um, it did seem like uh, uh, Larry was a little bit apprehensive about how solid his position was. Yeah, yeah listen, I want to explain to you something there. I don't know a single man in any military operation ever that's on the worst. 
that's gone on in the face of the earth that didn't feel a little apprehensive about the next thing he was about to do. Mm-hmm. Whether he's going to live or die. Soldiers have pissed their pants before they go to battle many times. Yeah, yeah. Apprehension is something you have to learn to live with. Seems that people have more trouble living with the truth than they do with apprehension. Well, it, it certainly helps to have the the the, the wise man of the team uh, uh, give us a, a, a little uh, pep talk here, like what you just did. Well, you know, well, you know where the wisdom comes from. Making mistakes. Uh, <laughs> Experience, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the art of being wise is to learn from other people's mistakes rather than your own, huh? Yeah, well, uh, being a mathematician, I appreciate mistakes because I've some I've I worked on some math problems, algebra problems that ran fifty pages, fifty pages on one problem, and got the wrong answer at the end. And said, I wonder where the mistake is. <laughs> and then I go and find out that it happened on page two because I used a plus sign instead of a minus sign. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'm, accustomed, I'm, I'm accustomed to long problems. Some, some of them last seven years and four months. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, I'm certainly feeling a whole lot better about Larry's case here. Um, do you realize what he do you realize what he brought up when he said mixed war? Do you have any idea the power of that term? Well, it's implying treason. Yeah, it tells you that this case can't be handled either handled either in a civil court or a criminal court. It means they're playing games with shooting. They're playing games with firing lines. Yeah. The rules of civility to go to hell in a handbasket when it's a war. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're taking the case into a category that doesn't meet either the requirements of civil or a criminal. They're just being jackasses and just all over the place. So... That is a very, that is a very, if you take the time and study that word, mixed war, it's it's a public official beating on a common man on the street that can't defend himself. That's the kind of shit you're looking at. And when a man is jumped on on those terms, he has the right to kill. Uh We're all entitled to the right of self-defense. And it doesn't matter what the the law book is, we all have the right to self-defense. It may cost us our life defending ourselves, but we all have the right to Mm self-defense. And the next closest thing to that in a formal world is called due process. So we're all entitled to due process. And they've got themselves to the point in order to win over over, uh, Larry, they have to prove they aren't committing a mixed war. They don't even want to take that subject to court because when they do, they'll tell the public everywhere that mixed war exists, it is a valid term, it isn't civil, it isn't criminal, and it's Katie bear the door, bar the door. Yeah. 
Yeah, you, you set forth that mixed war terminology in Larry's affidavit, right? You don't throw it around capriciously. But when the right, condition right. exists, you don't hesitate to state it either. Yeah. Yeah. And they and have that, and no, nobody has confronted it except one judge. And he said, I don't know if we're going in the right direction. Give him 60 days because we're going to have to sort this one out. They're going to have to put their best lawyers on it, studying mixed war from every known angle because they're stepping into the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Uh-huh. The way those things are dealt with is with a firing squad. It's one thing to call a judge a traitor. It's it's another thing to put him in the position of a person declaring war. Hmm. That simple term, mixed war, has a lot of horsepower when it's used right. The other one is motion and limine, because they're not supposed to use a motion and limine. Hmm. Nobody's supposed to have to use a motion and limine. I did research on that. What? I did research on that. You, you, yeah, that's a very powerful concept. They're both the same thing, you know, motion eliminate and due process of law. Motion eliminate is a method of evading due process of law. Yeah, they're so polar opposites. Yeah. What? They're polar opposites. They're polar opposites, that's right. Yeah. So they both, when you bring up mixed war, and you pick a mixed war, you're dealing with the right to self-defense. You're dealing with the right of due process of law. And you're also involving the subject matter of motion and eliminate. And the motion and eliminate doesn't have to be on paper. It only has to be asserted verbally or on paper or known by some other method. But when the, when the prosecuting attorney comes forward creates an indictment that has no sworn statements, threatens all kinds of nasty behavior. He's threatening the removal of due process of law. He's threatening the restriction of all testimony. He's creating a situation of mixed war. Any man that does something like that, that directly has put himself under military. And subject, he's technically subject to a military court martial right now. That's powerful. I hear a lot of clacking in the background. Or is it being created by ours or by somebody else? Hartford, why do you use the term technically? Technically, with respect to which thing, now? Um, that he 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 is um, acting treasonously and and should be tried in a, in a military uh, tribunal. Technically, uh, in, other I words, think in, in other words, in other words, he meets all the qualifications. Technically, he meets okay. all the qualifications of for it. Thank you for clarification. And when you say JAG officers don't want to touch it, just think about what's going up there in the spine. For a JAG officer to refuse to deal with that thing is a real problem. Do you know why? He has the same GS rating as a prosecuting United States attorney. A JAG officer has the same pay scale and the same responsibilities 
as a prosecuting United States attorney. If the prosecuting attorney is having trouble because he doesn't have a big enough staff, he can call the military and they'll send over JAG officers to help him. If the JAG officer doesn't have enough help then to get the job, then he can call a prosecuting attorney's office and bring them over. They're the same thing. One's used civilian, civilized and civilian. The other is military. But they all deal with the same situation. And where are they going to need the greatest amount of manpower? When they're dealing with treason. After a while, you get a feeling for this game board. You begin to realize there's just a very shaded, shade of area difference between living and dying in the world that Mr. Shapiro jumped into. And the only advantage is who's, who's clicking and clacking in the background? It's static on the line. Static on the line. It's an interesting way of describing it. We hear the same thing. It is static, Hartford. Um, Hartford, if if I may insert here and be a devil's advocate, um, just playing playing the scenario out. In the meantime, Larry is scheduled sometime in June um, to appear in their venue. Um, they haven't responded. The default's been in. I know you're going to look at it today. Larry sent it to you last night. Um, every time he goes in there, I'm, I have concerns, okay, that they're going to pull a fast one. Well, you so always, look, look, you're always dealing with that. Heck, that has nothing to do right. with going into their office. If they want to pull a fast one on them, they'll just send a truck out and haul him in. It's that hard. That isn't the point. The question is whether or not he's putting in affidavits explaining his position and requiring answers to his questions. And that this, he is this, doing. Clicking, this clicking and clacking ain't static on the line. We have somebody at the... What? I'll switch phones in case it's me here. I can't understand you. I'll switch phones. No, it's all right. I don't care. Right. We've got somebody listening. I just want to know whether we have extra people on the line. That's all. There's no point in changing lines. They'll just switch buttons, too. <laughs> it, it might be me. Maybe I cared the clicking here. Maybe. Well, something's moving around. It's producing harsh clacking sounds. And that is technically... Uh, see, there it is again. Okay, it wasn't me. Uh, that's right. Okay. If somebody wants us to know that they're listening, so we know they're listening. So that's fine. Let's get on with the business. Sure, sure. Um, you, you, can, you, you can hear the clicking and the clacking, same as I, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, I hear it. Okay, that's fine. Sometimes I hear the clicking and clacking and nobody else does hear it. So it's on a return line on the electronic system. It's coming from some party. It's not even letting you, the people, other people know about it. It's uh, just uh, what you put up with. I've put up with it ever since 1975. So I just like to know when I have friendly visitors or unfriendly visitors or any visitors. 
so they at least know they're successful in connecting. But they're too chicken shit to identify themselves. Yeah. So go ahead. You don't have to but calm it, down. It, Get on with what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Larry, um, it, it sounds like um, there was just one other document that you were planning on filing soon. It's um, uh, similar to uh, part of what Hartford's larger package is here. Is that correct? Well, I sent Hartford a document last night that's ready to go in. Um, I, didn't, I didn't get there on time. I'll get it today, though. Okay. If you want, I could go to get it. It'll take, take me about uh, half an hour to most to get it, and we could come back online and discuss it if you want to. Okay. Okay, um, I'll, I'll just cut out and go get the thing and come back. Uh, all right, we'll, uh, uh, we'll do that. Okay, I'll do it right now. It'll take me a few minutes, but I'll get it. It won't take so very wait, long. Wait, wait a minute. What do we do? Come. you want us, uh, uh, Charles, to come back in on this? You do, but you, you, yeah, you people are running that end of the show. I'm just going to go get your document and bring it back here, and I'll dial in again. Okay? Okay. Okay, yeah, Larry and I will hang here and talk for a while. Do whatever you want. Talk with you later. Bye. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he, 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 uh, he hung up, Larry. Are you still with me? Yeah. I think Charlie is. You had to right. dial back You're... in. Yeah, and Charlie had like to Dino. dial back in. This is okay. Dino. What happened? Because I just got a phone call. What happened? Well, um, it seemed to me that that Hartford um, Hartford gave us some real reassuring words. I, I feel much better about your case here as a result of Hartford's words, don't you, Larry? Uh, yeah, I I knew that to begin with, and. Uh, Charlie, that's why I was reluctant to send anything to Deidre. But uh, my question, guys, is what? How, why did he, why did uh, Hartford get off the line? What happened? He he went to get go to. Repeat that. I didn't get that. He he went to get some papers from the library. The email from uh, the library. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Okay. Are you on, Charlie? I am. I am. And what I and again, I don't have the comfort level um, that that Hartford was trying to portray. Um, I, I I'm looking at it somewhat like Charles initially was looking at it. That this this is almost you know if I could give a, a, a analogy to a, a good boxer. I mean, a good boxer is just throwing the punches uh, left and right. He, he does not hesitate um, to use both at the same time. And I was looking at this as being um, just another punch. I, you know, am I wrong? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... I uh... I don't see a whole lot of downside to my picking a fight with the the prosecuting attorney, but um, Hartford has been in this game longer than me, um, and, and I, I do believe there is 
there is wisdom in his words that if 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 you deliver a knockout punch in terms of paperwork to him um and, and and then you go following up with other things that are different and hollering and screaming about those other things that are different then then they all of a sudden get the feeling that you don't really know that you just delivered a knockout punch and maybe they can bamboozle you out of thinking you got that knockout punch there because um, you don't know where to focus the pressure because uh, you're all over the board um, uh, and 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 and, and um, I, 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 I'm kind of backing off from my bold words earlier oh and it looks like we've got somebody else from Colorado calling in there um, uh, welcome back. Um, but um, uh, who is that? Uh, this is that. How do I mute myself? Oh. Okay. I so you're still on, Clarence? Yes, I'm on, but I need to mute myself. Remember, I'm going to get my steps on, and so there's going to be road noise. Is it okay? Okay. 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 Just right, let me go ahead and finish my uh, uh, my explanation here. Are we good with that? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so I, I I I do think that we should likely defer to Hartford in this area, especially we can do at least a few things that we were talking about. Um, uh, Larry just completed his second affidavit document. Hartford's reviewing it and going to get back to us here. And and we did come up with another item that should uh, uh, solidify Larry's position, at least in terms of the larger game plan. And that is Larry was talking about. Um, we were talking about getting power of attorneys composed so that worst case scenario. Larry does get caught in a, a serious nasty problem that's that's more nasty than what Hartford is is calculating. Then at least we've got power of attorney with our people on the outside, and we can then get real nasty with the prosecutors and, and try my strategy. Um, after we're not um, bouncing around and distracting away from the strategy that Hartford's put together here for Larry. I agree. I agree with Thank that one hundred percent. See, I, I, I'm really apprehensive about doing anything that that Hartford disapproves of, because yes. Hartford, he, he's got seniority on me, and 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 sometimes I like to think that I'm at least as equal in legal knowledge, but 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 he's sounding really good and solid in in, in this mixed war stuff that we've got in the affidavit. And, and I'm inclined to, to 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 just think that we should we should follow Hartford's lead in all of this, and um, um, and back it up with our our power of attorney documents so that worst case scenario we can hopefully pull Larry's fat out of the fire, and 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 at that point we'll have Hartford on our side because Hartford will be ready to pull out the broadsword and talk, start talking about mixed war uh, uh, with us. Uh, with our power of attorney affidavits and 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 
if, if, if me and Hartford and, and, and others around Larry here are, are, are willing to really uh, uh, slash with a broadsword uh, um, after after they railroad Larry, even in light of all this, then then we'll have a real good solid team to help Larry get his fat out of the fire um, uh, uh, later on down the road. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I think it's important to respect Hartford's lead in, in, in what we've already got going here. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, and I hadn't had this this in depth of a talk with with Hartford and Larry at the same time. See, magic things happen when we get a different group together. And Larry and Hartford and me, I don't think we've all had a conversation about your case here before, have we, Larry? Not with the three of us, no. Um, Hartford and Charlie and I have had a lot of uh, talks. Mm-hmm. Well, different kind of magic happens when different people are involved in the conversation. And, yeah. And 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 so we. I'm I'm glad that 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 we've taken the lead and 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 gone ahead and engineered this conversation between all of us because because all of a sudden you know Hartford's jumping up and and giving us a real clear snapshot of the big picture of what's going down here and and that made light bulbs go off in my head and I don't get light bulbs go off in my head very often mm-hmm. right so so I, I'm pretty impressed with with Hartford, Hartford's uh, thirty thousand foot view of the battlefield here, um, um, and and I, I'm hoping it's given given both Charlie and and Larry here a, a bit more confidence in in just staying the course and, and 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 not getting too panicky here about how things are unfolding. Right, exactly, Larry. Listen to that. That's true. I agree. Yeah. You're winning, Larry. You're winning. And, and like Harper said, you don't know when you're li- when you're winning. Sometimes you just got to be quiet and 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 let them let them think about it as well. You know, Larry, you're winning. You are. You're going to come out winning. I can feel it. Gina, I, I, I love thank you. Go ahead. I, I just want to tell you, Gina, again, thank you, because she's always very uplifting. And, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is about me that I do play that devil's advocate sometimes. And, Larry, just correct me if I'm wrong. And You know how I, I, I so admire Hartford, his wisdom, his tenacity. Um, but we have experienced over the past couple months um, a, a number of uh, – uh, a number of situations where he has pulled a 180 on us. We we basically will mention something, he doesn't like it, and then afterwards when he's had maybe about three, four, or five days to think about it, he has a change of heart. That's the only concern I have. Well, he's been preaching this message for some time now about uh, uh, what he said today. This isn't the first time I've heard that. Okay, this this is the first time. It's the first time for me, and I know he went toe-to-toe with Deidre, with your your, um, bar person. Yeah. Okay? So that's why I found this very surprising 
that, and I'm using the word confrontation, uh, you know, but just trying to have a dialogue with one of these these, these mongrels. Okay, he he did he flexed his his oral muscle with her um, going back uh, uh, just what six weeks ago. Yeah. So it's a contradiction. Wow. Well, I don't know. And go ahead, Gina. Who did you say made the contradiction there, Charlie? Who did you say made the contradiction there? Harford. Because, like I said, his his fruit was showing um, his oral uh, assertion with the bar person. So, again, I I just looking at the um, addressing Shapiro not as a sign of weakness, but as a punch. Yeah. But. Again, I don't have answers, and I think that's why we, we, we're, we're all together on this call is to, to, to basically try to um, come to some resolution that is perfected the best we can. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I, I still say, you know, I think maybe Harper might say something one day. Then he has time to think about it, and then he he changes his mind because he's realized maybe that what he has said before would not work or whatever. And you know, um, you got to remember, Hartford's up in age too. Um, and and yeah. Dina, glad you made it because Charles, what he could do, okay, again, four or five days from now, he could ringy dingy um, Larry and I. And say, you know what? Maybe this is not a bad strategy to use at this point. But, you know, it's, it's, it's very possible. I don't. I don't think I, I, what he said today. I don't think you will. I really don't think you will. No, because he said that to me twice. Twice, and I thought you were on uh, at no. least once on on this uh, on this uh, uh, what was going on here. I'm sure I've got. Um, recordings of him what bothers me is the way um it, they uh they did that uh 60 day thing with the competency uh, the competency hearing um in in there because that's kind of frightening in, in a way that that uh um yeah, uh, I see that as a threat right now. That sounds like that sounds like a good point, Larry. Is is Hartford fully aware of uh, the competency hearing? Yes, he is. What was his answer to all that? Yeah. What's that? What, what does Hartford say in response to the competency hearing? Oh well, that happened to me. Um, or they came and grabbed me and uh, took me away for five months and stuck me in a place, which which uh, doesn't sound, uh, or I mean, 
Yeah, what can you say about that? Being kidnapped is is uh, that's what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Well. Um. Um. Are, are, are you thinking that um, um, the current paperwork that you're filing regarding mixed war, well, uh, is is um, did, did did this competency hearing come come down the tubes at you uh, after or before you filed your affidavit document here? Uh, no, it came after. Um. Well, they saw the mixed war documents. So after after the mixed war document was was presented to them, they responded by calling for a competency hearing against you. Yep. Oh, I haven't heard Hartford address that issue. Maybe we he needs to address it now. Well, when he comes back, it would be good to try to diplomatically raise that issue to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was at, virtually at the same time, but uh, um, I mean, uh, uh, the the um, the mixed war thing because um, Shapiro got that uh, Helena faxed that to him uh, and. Uh, he was pressing, uh, pressing the judge to uh, send me down to Pueblo, which is, uh, uh, Charles, you don't probably, uh, that's like, what, uh, from over to Pueblo, what's that, 100 miles away? And, and put me in, in some institute down there. That's after Shapiro had read that, and the judge read the thing about the mixed war. Oh no, we've got some place up here he can go to. Well, I haven't heard anything. And oh, oh and and the issue was that uh, oh, if I don't go to them, um, if I don't go to that, then um, they they'd uh, come in and uh, arrest me. Um, I think there's fairly easy ways to prove your competence. I think uh, myself and, and others can sign affidavits affirming upon our, our honor uh, that um, uh, you're competent to stand trial. Well, and, uh, the the thing of it is that uh, uh, Shapiro's stunt, well, what they're trying to do, the way I see it, is get one of their uh, freaking shrinks like what happened to Charlie, where they classified, didn't they classify you, Charlie, as a constitutionalist? Yeah, <clears throat> I was... Uh... I, I, they didn't say competency or no, they, well, they couldn't say anything else. All, all the the diagnosis was is that I'm a constitutionalist. It took five pages. Well, and um, the, it, um, 
It, you know, you can make motions for points of clarification, and and you could ask for what the heck that's supposed to mean for the court, because um, um, it's it, to me being a constitutionalist sounds like a compliment, but apparently um, uh, they're 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 construing it as some type of uh, uh, personality effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, are, 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 they, are they using the word radical in connection with constitutionalist, or are they just saying constitutionalist? No, 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 uh, do you, if they call me one of God's angels, is that going to be viewed as as, as uh, um, a detriment also before this court? What the heck's going on with the vocabulary here? Um, you know. Uh, well, well, we uh, know the vocabulary is perverted, Charles. Okay, um, because they actually picked that up. I didn't know at the time, but they picked that up from the Boulder County Sheriff's Office. Um, and they, in turn, the Boulder County Sheriff's Office, um, gave the information or whatever, their opinion, that I'm a constitutionalist, and they created an FBI domestic terrorist number. Yeah. Which they did um, not want, nobody wanted to clarify. Nobody. They didn't want to touch it. Yeah. Well, we we certainly got a big ugly monster here. We're trying to deal with. Um. Well, by the way, guys, if you want to know the origins of that, I did find out, and it, it, it came from uh, within the Department of Justice. Okay, when um, Eric Holder was there and Obama, and then they claimed they wanted it to stop. Um, the, these. Uh, uh, arbitrary uh, labels of Americans, but it, we we know it's still going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they like to switch back and forth between Republican and Democratic leadership, but the military police state essentially remains the same. Yeah. Well, see, my counter to um, their, their offer. Um, I, I, I had been asked early to try to get an ADA accommodation um, just because it would be another person that could slow this, this, this train down. Um, nonetheless, I was looking for clearance, and Larry and I were talking about this the other day. Um, I know there's information available out there. The APA is a bunch of quacks, okay? The AMA won't have anything to do with them. And there have been uh, assertions to that and just basically saying, you guys don't even have any science behind uh, your assertions. Go away. And, and in essence, I was trying to find something like that that Larry can do and, and insert it and do it under commercial affidavit too, but I haven't been able to find it yet. But it's all junk science. Did you mention a group called ATA? I, I didn't know that, but it is. ATA, like in Paul. 
Apple Paul APA. Apple. What, what? American What's American APA? Psychiatric Association. Ah, uh, okay. The plaque. And and and, and they're worse than than what was the other organization? Uh, the AMA, the American so-called Medical Association, that kills yeah. people. with their pharma. Right, they're bad enough by themselves, but apparently the psychological right. association is even worse. Yeah, the AMA just doesn't like to even associate with them at all. <laughs> That's a pretty powerful indictment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a, a friend of mine who um, was was um, uh, is a what do you call it a rehabilit or rehabilitates uh, drug um, what do you call it, drug users or alcoholics, and he said uh, that the normal practice is uh, for those AP. Uh, APA people that uh, do that kind of stuff is to, uh, well, you got one problem and uh, when you go in there and th there's, uh, when you get out of there, uh, you've got 10 problems. Yeah. Well, Charles, to give you a little bit more b background on that, if you know what the DSM-5 is, um, no. they keep on... Okay, it's a diagnostics manual that the APA puts out, and that's going to the heart of what Larry was just talking about, okay? They basically um, have done um, so many diagnostics on um, uh, physical diagnostics um, that if you cry too much at a funeral, you, you, you've got a problem, okay? Um, if you have toenail fungus, you've you got a psychological problem, okay? It, it's gotten down to... Um, a little baby fresh out of the womb um, is, is probably could be having at least five or six diagnostics. Okay, if that's how quacky it's getting. Mm -hmm. But it's called the DSM-5, yeah. and I think they're about to put out the DSM-6. They just keep on escalating. Yeah, yeah. It's all part of the military police state conspiracy. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, they can railroad you off into the the gulag prison if they can pretend like you've got you're psychologically unstable. Um, yeah. Well, hey, I, I hey, kind hey, of. Oh, I'm sorry. But you, no, you go ahead. Now, what I was going to just finish up with, I, I kind of find it funny, and I try to understand the motive of what they, why they do this. And the only motive I can see that they have is just to feed more flesh into, in, in, in Federal Reserve notes, into their crazy, wacky system, okay? Because it is, we, we all know, um, those of us on this call, we know that their definitions have included Okay, using an attorney, uh, you're you're deemed incompetent already. <laughs> so, what, what's the point? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, um, one thing that kind of concerns me is. Um, uh, do you think that uh, uh, Hartford may be 
Well, I, I was going to say either evaluating this this thing wrong or um, underestimating Shapiro and his um, because uh, he uh, he may be just such a megalomaniac he doesn't care. I don't think that's the case, Larry. Um, I, don't, or that he, I don't either, Larry. I don't either. See, and I have a different take, respectfully, like I said. I've got full admiration for, for Harper. But I've seen him get gruff, I mean, terribly gruff. And um, one of the examples, and, and I share this with Larry, and again, it, I'm not... I'm not trying, it's not a gossip, but I saw I started going on the, the, the Sunday Veterans Call, and it was a couple, about three weeks ago. And Thomas Murphy was talking about this uh, Clean Water Act. Um, but, but Harford just laid into him. And, you know, it, 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 was, it was actually, it was, it was painful to listen to. Um, and, it, and it was quite um, irrational, let's just put it that way. Who uh, who is irrational, Hartford or the Hartford? Um, I talked to you about this. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just wanted yeah. to clarify that because you made it sound like uh, it was the other people. No, it wasn't the, Thomas Murphy. No, it was Hartford. And I just, you know, I and 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 at one point, like I told Larry, don't get me wrong. I mean, some people will subscribe to this belief. But he, he, he described, and he didn't quantify, but he described um, man as, as being an animal. And that disturbed me because I, I do, I'm painfully aware that the, um, the agricultural department that was the precursor of FDA in 1906 put out the Pure, uh, Pure, Food, um, Pure Food Act of 1906. Anybody can Google this. And in it, it says man and or other animals, man yeah. or other animals, and yeah. that 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 that's vulgar. Yeah, yeah, it's dangerous. And my belief, my spiritual convictions, do not allow me to go that way. Yeah, the the the, the bad guys like to treat us like animals. It's real dangerous to be referring to ourselves as animals. Well, you know, I, I remember once one of the girls came back from when I was in the gulag. She came back and she said, Charlie, what is a chattel? And I said, well, where would you hear that? And she said, the judge called me chattel. I said, and I gave her the definition. She just looked at me. She just, I mean, like a deer in the headlights. They don't care anymore. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I'm, I'm painfully aware of, too, again, is um, anybody could do a Google on this, but there's um, the Lufkin case in Texas. This thing has been going on for almost forever. Okay, it's an IRS case. And the prosecutor in this case, I think it was about a year ago, went silent for about three months. Okay? We, we haven't seen that, Larry. Okay? They keep on scheduling sh all, all this nonsense with you. Okay? Every time they go silent does, it, does not necessarily mean we've got an upper hand. Because, again, who's, who's got the, the bigger guns? Let's put it in the tanks 
and, and, and the paramilitary uh, nonsense that they have uh, accumulated. So I, I, I don't know how they're going to be afraid, don't get me wrong, about the mixed war. It's powerful. Well, I hear you. I hear you. Um, but but remember, I, I I think I mentioned this to Larry last night. Maybe not the re- probably not the rest of you, but um, their entire facade, the, the 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 entire military police state that's oppressing us all, in terms of legal due process of law um, perspective, it, it, it's all a house of cards. It, it's all legal fiction, and and if 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 when we start pulling cards out from under the pyramid that they've constructed with all of their cards, then then their whole scheme can collapse in a flash if if they get too many cards pulled out. And it seems to me that that's what Hartford is is talking with this mixed war allegation that that if we just pull out one or two more cards because of their default in response to Larry's affidavit that they're engaged in mixed war, and all of a sudden, boom, uh, two-thirds of the American military and two-thirds of the FBI and everybody's going to be on our side picking on and And they're at least smart enough to know that, and they don't want to go there, and so they're under... It's Hartford's perspective, and I'm inclined to agree. Maybe I, I maybe I'm wrong, but that 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 we're on the edge of some real big issues that they haven't thought about before, and um, that's making them back off. Hartford emphasized the fact that Larry got 60 days, and Hartford has never seen that before. Um, uh, so you know, I imagine none of the rest of you have seen that either. Um, and I certainly haven't, and and so maybe maybe we should just kind of let Hartford continue to, to play a leading role in our little group here, and just kind of defer to his leadership, at least until something really nasty proves that that our confidence in Hartford is misplaced. That's um like a reasonable strategy for our group here? Did we lose anybody or somebody? I have a question. I'm just waiting to see what you think about what he said, Larry. Yeah, what do you Um, think, Larry? uh, Well, um... Uh, this default that he that uh, he that I sent to him last night has to get in, and I've got another default on the other document, the other affidavit that uh, called the uh, or coming up soon on the one that uh, called the indictment a piece of shit. I haven't put the one in on on the motion in limine. And uh, because I only was trying to keep it to one issue at a time, for one thing. Uh, Number two is the federal judge in that case um, 
uh, it concerns me about what Hartford said about the motion in limine, because um, uh, the federal judge in in said that if I bring up the 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 uh, issue of uh, the fiduciary bonds again. Uh, that it would be summarily dismissed. Um, and Hartford says, well, that's the reason why you should bring it up again. And I'm going, <laughs> wait a minute, that doesn't sound right to me. I, I can see some wisdom there. What's that? If, well, I can see some wisdom there. If you bring it up again and the judge does dismiss it, then then you've got a complaint against the judge. Oh. Hmm. Okay. That that's the way I would presume that it would work, and I I I'm thinking that's probably the source of Hartford's confidence. The source of his what? Confidence. Oh, okay. Is Hartford with you in 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 uh, um, uh, the 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 um, paperwork that you filed in the federal court here? Yeah. Okay, well, you see, that's a point where I'm disagreeing with both of you. I, I, I'm not fond of the federal courts, uh, but but you guys are probably both more confident in those realms, so I'm not really seriously opposed to it. It's just that I, I think the main issues can all remain in the state courts there, but if you guys have got an agreement for a strategy by involving the federal courts, I, I'll just step back and watch because I don't really have experience in that area. Okay. Well, uh, I'm not fond of them either, but the idea was to uh, originally was to move the case out of the Denver court into the federal court where um uh, uh it got out uh, uh got out from uh, underneath um the corrupt uh judge in the Denver court or or just the removal process. So Hartford didn't uh wasn't involved when I did that removal in the first place. Uh or he didn't know about it uh because that was uh done uh done uh uh, yeah, anyway, um, so that was in before I got him back on the, uh, this back is in the case because, because um, Paul Adams and I were working on the the um, uh, fiduciary bond issue, and we had been for several years, and that's what we we had been going after. Uh, and uh, on that uh, on that issue, 
so and and I was working with Paul Paul on the, on it. So anyway, on the um, the federal court case and okay, it um, looks like Hartford's back with us here, Larry. Okay, Hartford, you there? Yeah. All right. Did did you get a chance to look at that uh, second document that Barry sent to you? Got a commercial affidavit notice of interest here. The, on 423 2018, such and such. I haven't read it yet. Is this a new one, Larry? Yeah, that's the one. May 19th? May yeah. 19th? Okay. Yep. I haven't read it. I got a certificate of mailing behind it. Yeah. I got a memorandum of law behind it. Yeah. Doctrine of acquiescence. What does this mean? I'll have to read it, I guess. That's a doctrine of uh, silence by acquiescence. Why is that in there? Because that's what they've done. Uh, I'm uh, if they don't respond to that, and we've assumed that they haven't. I'm uh, when the 21 days is up. Well, that's a hard way to say it. Tell them that in 21 days your time's going to run out on this. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. And I've got a memory of just a Says public policy, biblical Torah law. Yeah. You did that? What's that? Talked about the other. We've got the basic thing here. We've got the certificate of mailing, and we've got this uh, doctrine of acquiescence. And I've got another one here that's got page one, page two, two. Uh, I don't have a page one or two on it. This print or something? Hold on.
apparently Hartford's reviewing the documents here. Okay. Did you did you get that um, default that Larry just did that Hartford's yes, reading? Got. Okay. No, I was asking if Charles had it. Oh, Charles, no. I'm I'm going to. I was just trying to look to see if I can send it to Charles here. I This has a four of his. What is it, two two pagers or what? There's two two page documents. Okay. Thought I was short on something here. Hmm. I lost two pages here somewhere in the root. In root. I have the two. I have the two you're talking about anyway. Two commercial affidavit notice of interest with a mailing, a certificate of mailing, and the doctrine of acquiescence of two pages. Second page starts with uh, public policy and biblical Torah law. That's it. That's all there is. Okay. I have another one that came in from you in Goodman. It had a Deldry. A what? It's Deldry. Certificate authenticated copy of two. There is there any other one? Oh, yeah. What? Um, I forgot about that. What does it mean? What is it, what is it for? It's not. That was something Charlie had me put in. Oh, okay. I wish you'd send the things in shorter lines because the sentences are cut off at the end of the line. They're too big. The text is too big for the screen. I didn't know how to get that back in. I tried, but I was in a hurry, so I got back here. It has nine things in the list. It's a list of nine things. Nine? Oh, what about it? I That's require not, the following. I require the following. Then, let's drop that. Go back to the other document, please. I will. Back to the other documents. I just told you this is what I have. Okay. That's all there is. Four pages. Okay. What you want me to do, read them and get back online here to you? Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. I'll hang up now. Okay. Yeah. While Harford's reading that, do you want, you said something to me last night or this morning, I can't remember, that you wanted to talk about the public wealth rebate note? Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I I had the thought that uh, uh, we were, we could use one to get you a house or something. Charles, if, 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 let me ask you a question. Um, have you ever used one of uh, Hartford's uh, PWRNs before or tried to? Um, 
No, I haven't, but I've used other commercial instruments. I'm acquainted with the fact that they're they're routinely disrespected, and it's very difficult to get actual economic resources in your pocket as a result of them. Um, but I, I, there's there's two factors there. The, the um, uh, the the big one is whether or not they're legitimate under applicable law, and I believe Hartford's notes and and many of the other notes that are circulating in the Patriot community are legitimate. Um, and, and and so the only other problem we're having, where all of our problem is, is the the, the bankers and the lawyers involved in uh, gatekeeping. Uh, our ability to monetize these notes are are are, are circling the wagons and, and and conspiring to obstruct our ability to to monetize these notes. So so to my mind, we 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 just need to keep pushing forward with them, and sooner or later, we're going to break through their evil empire defenses. And Hartford himself said that that it, it, it's better to move away from his personal public wealth rebate notes and get over to the more grassroots process of 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 that he talks about with his money store, where everybody is is issuing their own commercial credit, and um, uh, it, it's all circulating amongst all of us. And thereunder, we can pay our phone bill and our light bill and our water bill and everything. Um, so, so I'm optimistic about working with the commercial stuff, but it's just like in every other legal area, um, uh, the, the conspirators are holding uh, uh, us at bay and uh, um, um, obstructing our ability to get any real traction. But it sounds like we're taking baby steps in the right direction here, and with Hartford's touching on on the different area here and and bringing up the mixed war concept, it sounds like it's even a new argument for Hartford here to start alleging these kind of things. I think we're on the edge of putting together larger packages of of arguments that's going to break through all kinds of good things here if we just go slow and steady turtle speed and don't get in a big panic here. that sound good, sister? It does. Yeah, good, I was trying you. to explain to um, Larry my apprehension. I mean, I, 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 I believe in, in the, 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 the notes. Um, but like you said, the, the bankers at all are, are resisting, of course, and so we can't get anything um, processed. And I, I just personally have even in my homeless status. Um, I just have some concerns because I'm directly in their crosshairs. And mm-hmm. if something like this is, is being done lawfully, it does not matter. Um, because I've already had the, the, the threats um, uh, asserted, let's put it that way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But are, are are you presently out of the danger zone, or are you 
uh, presently facing uh, um, serious danger there? It, it's to me, it's imminent. Um, I, I want to be careful what I say, and I want to, even though I answered it imminent, I want to say I rebuke that. Um, but Shapiro has boasted um, like a um, a farm cock, and and said he's going to hand down more indictments. And, and she's on. Uh, there's a list of people in the current indictment that of of. Um, that were involved in in essence, but they didn't name them on the the current, or they didn't weren't named parties, but they were listed. Or there were people that didn't get served, and she's one of them. But they're she's named in the indictment. Yeah, so to a certain extent, I'm not going to go poke the beer in the nose right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The discretion's a better part of valor, knowing when to play your cards. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they have done a very good job over 11 years of dimin- diminishing me. And that 900 days of being in solitary confinement um, really took a toll on me. And yeah. I don't relish I, I don't relish going back um in, in their warehouse again. I mean I think they'll 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 just try to kill me. Yeah. Um, yeah, discretion is the better part of valor. Um you there's all kinds of new people coming up that, that um if somebody needs to go to the prison system uh, because they're pushing the envelope now, it shouldn't be somebody that's already spent 900 days in the prison system. Um, um, let, let somebody else go pay those price out of their lives for a while. We got all kinds no, of newbies see, coming I'm, in. Yeah, I'm the very entity that they're, they're, they're salivating to put back in because they know they can kill me. So well, I, I think I would be first on their list. Well, maybe so, but keep in mind that they're trying to engineer a whole new world order evil empire here, and um, um, you're just one person on the board. You might be a knight or a bishop or even a rook or something as a power piece, but but they're they're running a computer program. It doesn't get personal for them. You know, you're you're just you're just one of their enemy uh, pieces on the other side of the chessboard here. There's lots of us out here, um, um, and 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 you may be a prize, uh, uh, no doubt, for them to to target. But but they've got a lot of other uh, of us that are that are that are routinely throwing monkey wrenches in their evil empire agenda here, um, and and so. You know, if if you can kick back and just play a supportive role for a while without risking getting thrown in the gulag again, then then that'll be maximum efficiency that you're contributing to the good side of the battle here. Well, I definitely agree with you, Charles. I think I, I think I could be more service um, out than in. Um, there's no question yeah. about that, and that's what I'm trying to do is just play the service role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the light on yeah. 
um, you know, anything that's righteous. <laughs> yeah, right on. Um, and, so and, and, and especially, we've got new ideas, new technologies, new breakthroughs. Hartford's, not only Hartford's mixed war argument, but but the idea of, of it's been neglected. People have come up with it before, and I've emphasized it recently, of, of getting power of attorney to the people that are facing getting railroaded off into jail like Larry. Larry needs to, we, we need to get a power of attorney worked up with Larry signed it and notarized and everything so that worst case scenario, we can fight to help get Larry out from the outside here. You see that I, I've I've shed tears over lots of uh, uh, good patriots, but I can't file anything in the court case because I don't have any power of attorney to do anything to try to help them. You know what I mean, Larry? You got the document I sent to you, right? Yes, I'm just I'm downloading it right now. Okay, because like I told you, it's very simple. Um, Charles, I have an, I, a, a question for you on this um, power of attorney that I, you know, like I told Larry, keep it simple, okay? Would you have him do a power of attorney for those who want, say, like if Gina, Clarence, myself, you, Hartford, do you think we could put everyone's name on one document and let him uh, process it, or do you think he has to do individual POAs? Um. I was thinking in terms of individual documents. Um, Larry, do you have to pay to get your notary seals done and things like that, or um, would it be a whole lot easier to do it with um, uh, on a single document for you, Larry? Um, uh, I'm not following. I'm trying to. Uh, 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 say that again. Run it by me again. Would it be easier to do one power of attorney document with lots of names on it or separate ones for each person you want to delegate power of attorney to? I don't see a whole lot of difference. It, it seems to me that there's only probably uh, maybe you and Charlie and Hartford are the only ones that I should probably uh, um, uh, put on or get get one for. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. Let me think about it. I'll I'll have to. Um, um, I haven't. Uh, I've never heard of one. Uh, where you could put more more than one person on one. I don't see why you can't do it. Probably. Uh, uh, I, I was thinking of, of separate documents until Charlie raised the issue that maybe we can do it all in one document. Um. Sorry. It, it's just an issue for you to get things notarized, Larry. And if you if you uh, compiled it with all the names on there, um, 
I think it, it, it'd be less brain cells um, in trying to produce it that way. And I really think you're going to need somebody else here in Colorado. Um, just, just say Shapiro is, is this malicious, vicious creature, and he does try to go after me. Then you have nobody here in Colorado. Uh, yeah, you're right. Just for a number of things, you know, uh, kitty cat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. It's it, it's just prudent um, to think of somebody else too. So um, I don't know. Is Gina still on? Uh, no, she dropped off, and I, I'd like to point out there. The clicking in the background seems to have dropped at the same time. Um, I, I think that might have been on her line that we were having the clicking noise. I see. Um, mm. But on the power of attorney thing, now that I'm thinking about it more, Charlie's idea of putting them all on one document, that has advantages. Because, like, if I want to submit something, and Charlie wants to submit something here, um, uh, if we're doing two separate power of attorney documents, they could kind of say that there seems to be a conflict between the two separate documents. But if you put it in one document and just give me and uh, Charlie um, both original copies, original uh, documents, both signed in wedding by you, and, and, and maybe another similar one for Hartford with all three of our names on them, uh, uh, then that would would be clear to the de factos that that you're appointing all three of us. It's not just one or the other, and maybe the others are, are forgeries or something, and there's only one, and they were in some kind of competition. It would be clear that you didn't appoint us to to compete with each other or anything. It, it, it's that we're all a team here, and we're all working together, and any one of us can grab the steering wheel and start driving the car on your behalf anytime we feel like it. You know, okay. um, this this might um, this power of attorney. Um, I, again, I'm thinking about the commercial affidavit. Um, but if you do, um, or rather, once you do do it, I think it would be prudent again for you to spend that. Hello, this is Hartford. Okay, and and have it filed with the county clerk and recorder. Okay, sorry, Hartford. God. No, I was having some trouble pushing buttons on this thing. It didn't hook me up right away. So I pushed six and said, we do not have this service. Then they went off the line and up comes unmuted. It's just, oh, well. What do you see it on the board? Do you have to have it unmuted by hand? I have to unmute you manually, Hartford. What? I unmuted you manually. That's the way it's set up here. I see. Oh, could you so see we were that? we talking was, about. Could you see ahead. that? Could you see that I was on there before I... Uh, yeah, I saw it when you called in. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Charlie and I and Larry were talking about... Um, uh, how, many uh, are, how, many, how many are on this call at this time? Charlie, Larry, and me. So there's only three other people. Uh, Clarence gave up? Yes, he, had, he was picking up his... Uh, picking somebody up at the airport. Okay. And Gina. Uh, Gina I'm just trying uh, to figure. I'm just trying to figure out who I'm talking with. That's all. Okay. Go ahead. 
So uh, there's four of us. Right. I read your document. They read pretty good. The, the one that you have here with regard to uh, an appeal? The the default. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I read it rather quickly. It seemed pretty good. It seemed right. That's all I have to say. Okay. Well, where do we that, go from here? So, well, um, I've got, now that you've given it your blessing, I can uh, 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 check the post office and make sure I've gotten nothing from them and then mail that uh, mail that default off and I'll hand carry it down so you to haven't the mailed, So you haven't mailed the default yet? Correct. So well, I'm, it looks pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'd have to study it in more detail, but I think it's okay. It sounds like it is. Um, I can read it again if you want me to. I read it from end to end. Okay. So, um, you know, it, stuff about if they don't answer it, if they don't speak up, they've lost the point. Yeah. Seems like an awful lot of writing to say that, but well, most of it was in the memorandum just to back it up. That's right. That's good. Uh, um, I mean, uh, the default. Uh, uh, what you're talking about is the front page. Then you're talking about right. the first two pages. Right. Well, yeah, the front page and the certificate of mailing, which is not a service. It's a certificate of mailing, not service. Or, Serving or whatever. It's not um, serving. It's sending. Yeah. So the default is only the one-page document. Yeah. The, let, the, me glance the, over one, let me glance over it one more time. Hold on. Okay. Well, it's not exactly right. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. I'm going to read down through and tell you what I've got in mind. Okay. On 42320, are you ready? Hang on one second. Charles, I just a few minutes or two ago emailed you a copy of it. So if you're at your computer, you could pull it up. What are you talking about? Okay, I'll do that. Oh, it's him. Yeah. He just emailed me a copy of your documents there, Hartford. Okay. Can we go down through this and get it over with? Yeah. Hang on a second. Let me. Hang on. I got to get it. 
Um, okay. Go ahead. Okay, on 423, Coach says it was sent by certified mail to such and such a place. Case number yeah. given proposing as a public officer. Case number U uh, versus a public officers. Okay. And three weeks, a 21-day statutory grace. Grace period of the commercial affidavit notice has expired. Did you use the word Jewish in it, in the original? No, I I didn't use it in this, this one either. Why? Was there a reason for that? Because you didn't say to. This Jewish commercial law, that's why they have to obey it. It's a, okay. commercial, it's a Jewish commercial process. Statutory is secondary to it. And on secondary, they'll throw it out if they want to. They'll claim, well, we don't use that statutory law. But they can't throw the Jewish one out because that's international commercial law. All right. Well, you said to put it in as statutory. So that's you put in both. You put in both every time. Okay. You left it off in the heading. Yep. Well, it belongs there. Okay. It's not a, its origin is not statutory. Its origin is international. Then they can't throw it away. It, it sounds like that word Jewish is of critical importance, Hartford. Is that correct? Yes. Thank the you for person, clarifying. The person that taught it to me was a friend, a close friend of some Jews, and they taught it to him. And they respected him because he respected them, so they told him about the process. Uh huh. It's a trade secret, so to speak. But it's not all I that secret. You. It's not all that secret. The judges know about it. The bankers know about it. The title insurance companies are supposed to know about it. Mm-hmm. So, Hartford, if I've got this straight, because I know Larry has not put it in the document um, before, um, you want it to, to, to read as for a three-week parenthesis. For a three-parenthesis three, three, closed week, parenthesis Jewish, parenthesis closed, or Jewish international law, parenthesis closed. And after that, parenthesis 21-day, Statutory parentheses closed. Statutories within okay. the 21 days, statutories, and then the grace period is on the outside. It's a Jewish process. It's right in the beginning of every summons. The reason it appears in the summons is you have to honor Jewish commercial law before you can proceed in any other court action. Is somebody running a, a, a machine there, a computing machine? That's Larry typing. Okay. All right, so run it by me again. 
Uh, it's changed so many times now, I can't. It hasn't um, changed so many times. No, you keep on saying something different. Um, I do not keep on saying something different. This is in my mind like my confirmation thing. It's a three week. It's a three week, and what you put in the three in writing, you put it in the numbers and the parentheses. The three week. Then either the Jewish can be on the outside or the inside. I usually put in parentheses Jewish international law, close parentheses, open parentheses, 21-day statutory, close parentheses. It's two statements of the same thing. One Jewish, one statutory. And then comes the word by itself, grace period. The commercial affidavit notice of interest has expired, and the defendants have accepted as truth in commerce, the plaintiff's uncontested assertion by silent acquiescence as a result of the judgment in commerce has been generated. It has. But there's another interesting feature with respect to this. The matters, the matters involved in the case are frozen because they have not, not yet exhausted their remedies in commerce. Isn't that in, uh, in the next paragraph? Judgment in commerce demonstrates that there is no lawful or legal jurisdiction in Denver District Court because there is no real party of interest in this matter. The plaintiff has Just not a second. Well, I wouldn't say that the judgment in commerce demonstrates that there is the judgment in commerce demonstrates that there is no lawful or legal jurisdiction because there's no real party. Because there's no real party, it's because they don't want to support any concept that there is no real party, that there is a, par, a real party. Their silence is what creates the judgment. What's that? This judgment in commerce indicates it would be more correct to say the judgment in commerce demonstrates that there is uh, no support, no support being given for the lawful legal jurisdiction of the district court. They're not arguing in their favor. In other words, it's not, and 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 then you can say, and it's this way because. No real party of interest. There is no real party of interest in this matter. But you didn't say a thing here about going to the Secretary of State and getting that information. The plaintiff has not yet exhausted his remedies in commerce and said Denver Court may not proceed. They have the right to proceed only to answer the affidavits. The plaintiff has not yet exhausted his... The Denver District Court has not yet uh, answered the affidavits and therefore, the, our remedy in the commerce has not yet been exhausted. You have to understand what this what this thing says. It's the purpose of it is to exhaust your remedies in commerce, and these people haven't done that. Mm -hmm. uh, if I might, 
that that's the main issue, and the the, the other issue. Would you just say be, straight across what you have in mind? Pardon me. Don't hum and haw about it. Just tell me what it is you want to talk about. Well, it seems like there's that Larry's bringing in a second issue that's legitimate, but but it's kind of off point from the main issue that you're focusing on. The fundamental purpose of this is to give them three weeks. If they don't, yeah, if, if they don't provide an affidavit answer within three weeks, you have not yet exhausted your remedies in commerce. And if they're going to let uh-huh. it lie at, the, and if they're going to let it lie at that position, there is nothing in their in their uh, Secretary of State records to say that they have the right to use the people of Colorado. And if they are not going to respond by affidavit in support of that argument. They're going to have to waive it and accept the fact that they have no business being on the paperwork. Does uh-huh. that make sense? Yeah. Is is that the same issue or a separate issue from the no real party in interest argument? The, the issue is, is there's a party of interest. The issue, there's two issues. One, they're not answering the affidavit that he's made the statement about. He hasn't even placed a statement in here that the Secretary of State says there was no such thing as the people of Colorado. That's not even in the in the writing here, and it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, Looks like he touched in the second paragraph, but he didn't explain it fully, did he? Colorado State government. The way it was told me right in the beginning, the way it was told me in the beginning was the correct way right off that he'd contacted the Secretary of State of Colorado and it had confirmed that there was no such thing as a people registered in the people of Colorado. And that's nothing, it's not even stated on this page. That is the issue. And he's brought up an argument against him going forward because there is no such thing as a people of the state of Colorado. And, he, and he's supposed to bring that idea up in the affidavit and they haven't got, got, got that thing to challenge. If he would raise the issue, they'd have to challenge it. And if they don't challenge it, they've acquiesced, in the tr- and therefore the truth must be accepted that there is no such thing as the people of the state of Colorado. That's the way it was given to me in the beginning, and it's correct. Correct. But that's not in this document. You're not. That's a- right. You're, you're right. Mo- you're, mo- you're moving forward in your process without stating the issue. You have to stay on point of the issue, and the point of the issue is there is no such thing as a people in the state of Colorado. It's a non-entity, and you put it in an affidavit to that effect, and they have not challenged it. If you have put it in that, I don't know if you put that in this to challenge. Yes, it did. Okay, well, if you put it in there, you have to re- re- repeat that challenge in this instrument, and you have to explain that they have not yet challenged the point that there is no such thing as a people of Colorado, and they've had been given 21 days to do it. They haven't done it. And so it would appear on the surface of it that they can't, can't oppose the concept that they don't, that ordinary or organization doesn't exist. That's the whole point of it. And if they haven't, right. answered, if they haven't answered the affidavit, they're acquiescing to the idea that there is no people in the state of Colorado. It's a done deal. And you just tell the judge that I've not received an affidavit and counteracting this position, and therefore I have not yet exhausted my remedies in commerce, and this and this matter 
stands in in an unfinished position. And they may not proceed until that affidavit is answered. That's it. Okay. I mean, I mean, I'm going to accept whatever you decide to put in at this point, Larry. But you right. told me, but you told me in the beginning what the issue was that there is no such thing as a Secretary of State. You couldn't have it on a better grounds. And in your memorandum, you should have a statement about the Secretary of State saying there is no such thing as a people in the state of Colorado. You know, because you went, you checked up, they told you what the truth about it was. That's in your memorandum of law, too. Right. And the Secretary of State is supposed to be, he's the authority. And if it's the authority, he makes that statement, they're going to have to eat it. That's it. Sounds solid. That's my comment on the document itself and what it is lacking, what it should be. But, uh, you know, this is uh, one of the problems. You people all, and it isn't just you, Larry, the people in this whole thing want to go on and 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 make themselves look big shot instead of just taking the basic fact and laying the fact on the table. It doesn't exist. And nobody has challenged that it doesn't exist. Therefore, it stands at the truth that it doesn't exist. That's about all you have to say instead of all these pages and pages of writing. But it's very good to know that those other pages can exist. And so the memorandum has a place in making this statement. But the memorandum should also cover what the Secretary of State's power is and what he said and what has not been corrected yet by the party given the affidavit. Hence, the matter is not as yet exhausted in commerce. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Work on it. I wouldn't file this one if I were you. I'd take a second shot at it and think it out clearer. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, is that enough for today? I do. We really appreciate your help, Hartford. Okay. Talk with you later. Sure. Bye. All right. Bye, Hartford. Bye, Larry. Bye. Okay. Anybody um, still there? Yeah, I, I'm still here. Uh, Charlie? Uh, I don't hear Charlie. Sorry, I was muted. I was okay. muted, sorry. Larry, I, um, think, I think what he's aiming for is that paragraph where he was talking about the real party of interest. I, I don't have a problem. I think leaving that in there is fine. He is just wanting you to um, beef that up and indicate that what they did not answer, that there is no real party of interest because the plaintiff is um, a legal fiction and does not exist in the Secretary of State's office. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, reference I don't think to that. To delete anything, Larry. Just just add the additional words that Hartford suggested, probably right. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'd like to point out that every time I work with him and try to make corrections, he changes his mind, and my paper's so messed up. By the time he gets done making up his mind, um, I can't read it anymore. So um, <laughs> it, it, um, he he's claiming that he was straight in his mind, and, and it's not. So um, that was I, my I'm, point. What? <laughs> 
I'm sorry. You're breaking up. Oh, I don't know why. Um, okay. Yeah, my point much earlier that, that Hartford will have a tendency to flip-flop. That I know for a fact, Larry, he never, ever mentioned Jewish National. Never once. That's right. And, okay. Never, uh, the first time we saw that was with, uh, what's her name? Um, the person The gal from... South Carolina, was that it? Right. Yeah. This is the first time he's mentioned it. Yeah. So I personally, I think he's, I, you know, again, when he gets a little bit, um, maybe, okay, um, I, I think he's struggling on something. And that's when this, the, the flip-flopping happens. I've, I've listened to it enough. And Charles, you're an angel. I mean, <laughs> um, you're, you're just um, trying to keep peace with everything, um, and, and, and it's, it's, it gets kind of difficult, I'm sure, when he really starts nipping. I, uh, thank you for recognizing that I'm contributing some value here. I, um, um, yeah, and 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 I, I admit that Hartford is difficult to work with, um, but I do think he can, he he's bringing precious gems of insight to the table that I don't have, and very few other people have anything close to this. And so I, I think it's worth our, our 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 being patient and indulgent with Hartford to to try to help him go over our, our papers to make sure that it is cutting edge when we finally do file it and get it right. Um, uh, and, and, and hopefully it's going to be kick-ass and it's going to keep Larry out of jail. Yeah. Well, the, the, and, and the, the aim on this, and I think you understand, um, if, the, if this works for Larry, it works for the rest of the guys. Yeah, yeah. So uh, have you got any of that written down? He's uh, He bitches when we... Uh, talk fast, and um, I can't keep up with, and you know, and we get the slow down type thing, but yet he has no no qualms about reading that fast or or whatever. <laughs> I, I turned on my recorder here a little bit. And yeah, I, and I, I'm sure Talk has got a recording of it too after we hang up. Um, and uh, we, it looks like we've got another party joined with us from Illinois. Would you like to say hi, Illinois? Illinois, are you there? You got your mute on? Okay, well, I guess they're just listening. Hello. Uh, huh? I missed your statement. Who are you? Did you say mute out? No, I, I, I asked you to identify yourself. Yeah, yeah. My name is Lenny from Illinois. I'm, just, I'm listening to the, the content of the show. I actually muted myself, and somebody unmuted me. Okay, I, okay, I unmuted you. I thought you might have something to say. Do you, do you prefer to just listen, or did you want to join the conversation? No, I listen. I'd like to listen right now. Uh, okay, okay. We'll, we'll continue talking. Thank you. Um, yeah, um, 
Go ahead, Larry. Is he somebody that's been in this before or, or what? Uh, he's just a newbie, probably picked up on the fact that we had an interesting um, uh, conference here because it's advertised. Um, that it's the, the, the forum that we've got here is pretty much public, um, and he just tuned us in because he noticed an interesting uh, conference that we were involved in. Oh, I see. Okay. document. I was looking for the document too, and I can't find it now. Um, but I was, I was getting to um, the, the verbiage about the state of Colorado that I think is, is more important to focus in on that. Were you okay. comfortable? All right. So where, find... so, where are, so where are we? I'm trying to. Which paragraph? The one where it begins with judgment and commerce. Uh, you're breaking up so bad, I can't. Oh. It starts with the judgment in commerce. Yeah. Okay, so where, what, um, what does it read now, or what should it, what are you saying it should read now? I was trying to pull up your original filing from the 23rd and just copy and paste some of the verbiage that you used in there. Ah, okay. Since there is no real party of interest, comma, and then you put in the people instead of, you know, I'm trying to look, like I said, I'm looking for the... Uh, document here. Um, excuse me, sorry. So, um, 
Are you okay? Yeah, or I am. I don't know. Are you pulling up your document from the 23rd, Larry? Um, I'm trying to figure out. Oh, wait a minute. I had that, and now I know where. Hang on, I know where it is, um, or it should be. I had it up on my uh, other. Okay. Um, okay, I've got it up now. It's one where uh, there's all the three addendum or all the four addendums listed on there. Okay, let's go to the first page of your 23rd document. Go down to the third paragraph. It is self-evident. Yes. Okay, that's, that's why I wanted you to repeat the exact verbiage that was in your uh, filing. Got it. That's, uh... So leave in because or do since. But do comma, because, or since. Yeah. There is no real party of interest, comma. Hang on a second. Um, Scratch it out on your hard copy, Larry. I already did that. Okay. I... Okay. Um, because I would leave in because there is no real party of interest. Yeah. Comma. And, yeah. And then, then it, go, it that, go back. Go back to your original document. Uh, I've got that ready to paste in. Okay, good. Okay. Take All right, it. it's there. Okay, good. Is, uh, there, because there is no real party of self-interest in this matter, period, uh, it is self-evident uh, that the plaintiff, that the plaintiff does not exist in uh, Denver District Court case number blah, 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 titled the people of the state of Colorado, right, versus me. Addendums one and four, I'm just going, because I know there was like a lot of pages here. I'm trying to refresh my memory. That's where it has the Secretary of State, the three filings, correct? Correct. The fourth document is the Tenth Circuit Court case. And if you copied that whole paragraph there, I would, I don't know if I like the word first in there, first defect, just leave it at that. I mean, there there are a number of defects, but I would try to find another adjective. Um, 
flagrant defect. Um, Which adjective is the problem? What's that? Which adjective is the problem? Uh, you, you keep on breaking up. I'm missing one word out of what you're... Which adjective is the problem? Oh, uh, it was... Okay, the, 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 the second sentence reads, Charles, addendums one through four demonstrate that the first defect in this case is that there is no moving party under the state of Colorado. I was in his first document. I was the, the temperature a little bit, and I would say flagrant defect in this case, or some something to that effect. Whatever you like, Larry. Um. Absolute defect. Um, Demonstrate the first. Oh, I see. What what you're saying? Uh, am I sticking that back in there? That addendums one through four demonstrate the, uh, or I'm putting that whole paragraph that whole paragraph back in there. Right. Okay. Not just uh, the first sentence, all the whole thing. Right, because you're making reference to what they just de defaulted on. Yeah. That, that's where I missed that, and Hartford's right. I should have caught that. Shame on me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Raisin defect, conspicuous defect, egregious defect. I just went for the first one there. Okay. Errant, heinous. <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> All <of> the above. <laughs> Diabolical. <we> yeah, satanic. <laughs> Nefarious. <laughs> satanic. <laughs> yeah, it's not Jewish. It's satanic. <laughs> yeah. Do any of those curl your hair, Larry? Uh, shoot, yeah, it was something that, one that you said early on. Um, uh, egregious, brazen, uh, what did I say? Flagrant. Flagrant, flagrant. I think. Flagrant. That was my first one. I was just trying to give you other synonyms. Okay. Yeah, I think that's, um, oh, demonstrate the first flag flagrant. No, take out first. Oh, the... Flagrant is to replace first. It's okay. a flagrant yep. defect.
Oh, come on. Open here. Let me pull up that. What the hell? How come we got two two spellings of flagrant? One has uh, an E on the end. F-L-A-G-R-A-N-T is proper. Okay, there's one with an E. It's T-E. T-E? Flagrant, F-L-A-G-R-A-N-T-E. Flagrant, S-L-A-G-R-A-N-T. Yeah, that's... I never... Don't know what the definition flagrant is. Uh, it's shocking. It's obvious. It's okay. noticeable. Um, Here, blatant. Um, maybe. Uh, do you like blatant? Blatant better no. than flagrant. I like like. Well, Larry. Again, it's your choice, honey. Yeah. Okay, well, um, but let's not. I, I just wanted to insert that I think it had to be warmed up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Because after all, you're right in a default. You, you have that authority. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I've got to add something, uh, addendum four, or something in there that. Uh, where say addendums one through four, that was in the original document. Right, but we have to put it in the main body. I got what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Uh, of the uh, uh, addendums one through four of the um commercial oh of of the uh of the commercial affidavit notice of interest right okay hang on i'll put that in there uh, of the said copy And if you want to be a smart ass like I usually am, I would take something from those maxims I gave you. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would just tag on. There is nothing left to resolve. Extracts something from one of those. That's what I was looking at. Um, You have left the battlefield. They have left the battlefield. 
the United States District Court obviously left the battlefield. So, uh, no, um, uh, Matt, Matt, Matthew Grove. Well, I, I put Matthew. Oh, you haven't seen that. I've, um, no, that's why I don't know what you're talking about. But, but okay, this well, is me, to, uh, here. Hang on a second. Let me uh, email you the current. Uh, current documents. Um, Larry, this is how the concepts get lost. We can, okay. Uh, wait. Okay. So Charles, you're you're basically saying you don't like the word you, and he should insert who. Who are, uh, who the entity is? Um. I do like using specific names over ambiguous terms like you, yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I, in fact, you know what, I've called Larry on that before. You're right. I don't like that either. I don't – thank you for calling me on that. I thought I used specific name, names most of the time, all the time. Yeah, I thought Larry was doing pretty good here. Did you see one any particular area where it could be improved? Um, just a second. Let me. Uh, she doesn't have a current copy of the uh, the current document. Right. Or we could just use the um, I don't just use um, that maxim as I wrote it down from the Book of Job. Man, I just put he, he and just put it in quotes. He who leaves the battlefield first loses by default, and then comma. Um, what was I saying? There is nothing left to resolve. So we're not putting a specific. We're just putting inserting the um, the maxim in there. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying, Larry? Yeah, just a minute. I'm trying to focus on on getting this. Okay. Um, Go away. Is that your kitty purring or breathing heavy? Because it sounds uh, like something. I don't know what that is. It's not him. Um... It sounded interesting. Um, Charles, Larry's got a kitty cast that's like right by his keyboard or by his phone most of the time, and he starts purring. And it, it, it can get a little overwhelming. I like cats myself. Uh. As long as they're not screwing up the document you're trying to type there, Larry. Yeah. They've tried to do that a couple times. <laughs> 
Well, well he's doing that, Charles. Okay. Just um, um, just a minute. Uh, sure. Go ahead, Larry. Uh, you first. Uh, okay, I just sent you um, the, uh, I sent you two documents, the memorandums in PDF and the other uh, document is um, the Microsoft Word that I've been working on uh, right now. So, um, you should get it any, or any second now. Well, I'm trying to find something else too in the meantime. Like what, going back to one of the maxims, like what Hartford was talking about, that the default is a judgment against them. Yeah, right. So and a judgment was... for you. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. And I, I think that has to be um, stated. Uh-huh. Because you did put at the top, the top right, dismissed. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else you could to, to, to beef that up a little bit. Um, judgment entered, something like that, for, for Lawrence R. Goodman. I don't know. Um, nope, still hasn't come in. Goodness. Let me check and see if it's sent. Um, okay, here it comes in. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay, what am I looking for? Well, there's two documents. There's the... PDF file of the the um, the uh, what do you call it the memorandum. I got that already. That's page two. No, you haven't got that because. that's the new one. Right. I got it. I printed it off already. The... Oh, okay. Wait a second. I see the difference. No. it's Okay. It was all the same until... No. It's the same document. No, because I put all your, your, referen- your references in there. Okay, that heading, by the way, on page three, or is it page three? There is no page three. Well, it came in as page, okay, page two, okay. Um, The heading, you put biblical Torah law. It is biblical Torah law, but it is legal maxims. 
Okay. You could uh, phrase it biblical Torah law under. No, it, uh, legal maxims under biblical Torah law or biblical Torah law expressed in ma- legal maxims. Either way. Okay. You take your choice. Okay, what I was saying there under that paragraph, he who leaves the battlefield first is, I should have put that in parentheses, loses by default. By default, comma, you could underline that, comma, there is nothing left to resolve. Then let's just uh, finish that sentence up with, we have a judgment. Uh, wait a minute. That's in the memorandum. Uh, right. No, uh, that should be in the, in the um, main document, the memorandums. Let's finish the main document first. Well, that's what I'm talking about, Larry. Extracting from the memorandum that phrase. Okay. Um, which, let me get that up. Hang on a second. Um, that's what I was quoting from before. Okay. It's just beefing up that first, where, where Hartford pointed out, that that has to be um, stating the blue, what they're defaulting on. Yeah. And we're just, and we're just beefing it up. Right. Okay. Do you have the concept yeah. now? Yes, I got it. Okay. 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 I'm trying to. And looking for the verbiage. I think oh. I gave you the verbiage in another one that I had sent you. Uh, no. Might be in the affidavit. Okay, uh, now I've got the one uh, one open. Where where is it that um, uh, where is it you want? To, where are you talking about? Okay, if um, hold on. Okay, it's it goes into where it says biblical Torah law. 
Yeah, I'm there. Okay. Something from there has got to go into the other document. Right. It's he who leaves the battlefield. Remember I said I think you have to change that that the title of those maxims. I just gave you the verbiage. Do you have that? Yeah, okay. He who leaves the battlefield, book of... Um, so it's and so and yeah comma he who what is going on he who leaves the battlefield first loses by default comma yeah there is nothing left to resolve comma I'm about to finish up the sentence Okay, hang on, hang on. Well, we could do it that way. There is no commercial transaction whatsoever. Okay, he who leaves the battlefield first loses by default, comma, then what? There is nothing left to resolve. Part of the other maxim that was... uh, Where, you know, the maxim that was like the um, third one, an unrebutted affidavit becomes a judgment in commerce? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know what? That would probably be really good. Okay. Okay, so there is nothing left to resolve, comma. The unrebutted affidavit has become the judgment in commerce. And you can do it. Okay, hang on, hang on. Okay. You're on that page to copy paste. Okay. Uh, I think it's not going to read right. It's going to be have to be there is nothing left to resolve, comma, since the unrebutted affidavit. You have to. I think you have to insert since unless it's not going to read right. Yeah, as the unrebutted affidavit becomes a judgment in commerce. Okay, and then I would do forward slash. This is up to you. This is what I would do. I would say in commerce forward slash um, commercial transaction. That's up to you. 
Uh, I'll leave it. Uh, judgment okay. and comment. Leave it alone. That's your choice. Okay. Okay. So I think that takes care of that paragraph that he found the flaw. Uh, okay. Um, Are you still on one page? I'm I'm still on that page. You did. Can you go back? Uh, you've got the copy of where I've started. If you go back up into the heading on the upper right corner, so to speak, where we've got the um, uh, the uh, okay. Um. Okay, commercial for day notice of interest. You got that underlined. For a three-week, yeah. he wanted, okay. What he wanted, it, was he wanted um, for a free, to, totally um, encapsulated in parentheses, the number three. Uh, you shouldn't be putting uh, number, it, it should be written out. One through ten gets written out. Okay, that's what I heard him say. Okay, I, yeah. I I hear what you're saying. Okay, but he wants for a three-week Jewish international, comma. Okay. Wait a minute, but you see what I've got there now? Right. All you have to do is add in Jewish international. It's already there. Oh, I don't see it. Okay. Let me open this one. I'm looking at the other one. I've got like 16 windows open here. Uh, Wrong one again. Not in the memorandum. It's not in the default. The one you just sent me? Yeah. How come I'm not seeing it? Should be default one. I wonder if... I got to jump back a moment. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. So what what, what is the question? It's it's not there. The, the two that you sent me, the two you sent me, which is it, it, the, 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 the file was memorandum and the other one was default. I'm looking at the document and it does not have Jewish. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. No, Let me... no, 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 stop. Do not send me another document right now unless I'm going to go absolutely nuts. What is the question? Uh, how that upper... Um, All you have to insert is Jewish International. Okay, because I've got that. Hang on. Um, Shoot file. Okay, it reads now for a three-week, 21-day 
Jewish international law statutory grace period. No, no. Then you didn't listen to me. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I just opened it back up. I was reading what was written there. I can't remember okay. what you. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to say it one more time. Slowly for a three-week. Jewish international. Two words. Jewish international. Okay. Where okay. does the 21 days go? It goes right after 21 days statutory grace period. Just put comma. Uh, uh, 21 days goes after grace period. That's what it sounded like you said? No, no. Leave the whole line. Leave the whole line the way it is on your paper, right? All you have to do is insert two words. Do not take out. Just insert two words after week. Jewish international. Everything else is staying the same. All right. Let me read it the way it is. Okay, for a three-week Jewish international, comma, comma, 21-day statutory grace period, statutory grace period. That's the way I understood it, and that's what I was writing down when he was talking. On that last line where it has the the case number, yeah, um. You've got all those spaces before the four and after the four dismissal. Um, <coughs> I don't know if I like that. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Case number 17-CV, last uh, hang line. On, hang on, please. I'm trying okay. to finish this other thing up. Okay. Um, you, you sure? It's Abraham. All right. Now, hang on a second. What are, where, what are, what are, uh, what are you going to say, uh, Charles? Um, uh, uh, my partner, Abraham, uh, just joined our conference here. Okay. I, I, I mentioned to him that, that we're involved in... Uh, Wording on on document here and that's the priority. Say hi, at least Abraham. Uh, yeah, what's that again? Something about a priority in Hartford? What was that? Well, just it's a priority. Uh, 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 lady named Charlie and Larry uh, with the main case here are, are working on 
Larry's affidavit trying to iron out specific wording. And, right, and right. it's kind of slow and tedious, but they need to focus on that. And uh, I'm fine. Kind of, I'll just I'll just observe and chime in if if it's necessary. It sounds good. I'm kind of playing the same role here. Okay. All right. Um, so where were you, Charlie? Now with the something about the last line, where it says case number up yeah. right, case number. Okay. You have the case number. You got a lot of spaces in there. Number one. Okay. So if you're going to leave the verbiage, clean that up. Okay. Wait a minute. But I don't have, see a lot. Okay. Line, especially before four and after four dismissal. Okay, that's the way it's showing up on my copy. Okay. Okay. No, I've got. Up that way. Excuse me. No, mine. Mine is. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Do you, are you married to those two words for dismissal? No. Okay, neither am I. Okay, I think you have to put something a little bit stronger there. Um, something to the effect like... Uh, Judgment. Um, oh, why am I having problems with just word? Judgment. Um, I don't want rendered. Um, something to that effect of judgment has been rendered. But you, you're limited on your space there. Okay. Um, let me uh, go. Uh, pardon me. Let me. Uh, this is bugging me. Uh, go back to the uh, 33 or for a three week Jewish international comma 21 day statutory grace period. Um, That's what I heard you say. Okay. I would, I would think that it would be Jewish international law of 21 day grace period. Okay. I don't have Patricia's document. I can't find it. We get that's a knit on a gnat. Let's let's let's. Why don't we do this? You you could probably find it in going through your file. Let's move back on to something that's probably more important, like this area oh. here of the case number, because you're 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 you're, you're just fixated with this, and it, and it's and it's it's going to you crazy and me crazy. And yeah, and, okay. And that are crazy. Okay, so. Um, we have to find something. Oh, the, the dismissal. Uh, what do you want? Um, uh, nothing there. Um, you're saying I'm married to the four dismissal. Um, I was just basically saying that I think it could be you could take the opportunity, which that's a beautiful opportunity, say the, 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 there's judgment in that case by the, by the default. Uh, so where, so instead of for dismissal, what, what are you saying could be in there? I said it a couple times. I think you could take okay, the opportunity. Okay, well, you're breaking up so bad. Uh, okay. 
Okay, could you hear me a little bit better? It's not a matter of volume. It's a matter of intermittent. Okay. Um, judgment has been um, issued, something to that effect. Well, we want the United States District Court to uh, dismiss the case. But but, but you're missing my point, Larry. The commercial affidavit, the default, you got a, a, a dismissal. There's a judgment. Yeah. By them not answering the the um, the first commercial affidavit, they That's have created right. a, a default. Yeah. There's a there's a judgment, but we want the federal district court to um, give you permission <laughs> uh, yeah right the federal okay. district court I've got to get uh, the federal district court to um, uh, because that that uh, Jew or the the uh, what am I trying to say uh, the um, commercial judgment isn't a judgment from their system. Oh, you get a judgment from their system? The, the I'm not commercial, commercial judgment is uh, the, the, the federal, just the way I see it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, what do you think? Um, uh charles the the federal district court um i'm trying to get them to issue a judgment or 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 a a ruling or some damn fool thing because that's the only way i'm going to get uh uh to uh overpower the denver district court well, uh, that's part of the complexities that I was hoping that you had insights from Hartford about, um, because I see problems there similar to what Charlie's um, trying to highlight. That um, uh, a, a dismissal from the federal court would be worded as a dismissal. That you don't get to file, you don't get to file in federal court. You're looking for a different use of the word dismissal. You're hoping, which you're you're hoping for the federal court to get actively involved in the case rather than dismissing it. You're hoping for them to dismiss the um, uh, 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 the 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 Colorado court case against. You're right. See, the devil's in the details of the wording here. Um, um, and technically, you're not asking the federal court to dismiss the the Colorado case against you. You're you're asking them to to run interference and issue uh, a, a judgment of of uh, I guess dismissal for failure to state a complaint upon which relief can be granted or no real party in interest or something like that. Yeah. 
It will. Um, you need more words to describe that than just a dismissal, because it sounds like you're asking the federal court to dismiss the case that you've filed, and that's not that's, what you're seeking. You're right. You're right. Thank you, Charles. That 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 was probably maybe at least it got. As long as he comprehends it, doesn't make any difference. That's right. As long, um, yeah, because you already have a judgment just by their um, default, by their actions. So instead of countering a certain extent, not that you know what I mean. That's not disrespectful. By asking them to dismiss it, like Charles said, you're telling this already. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> I already have a judgment in commerce. And this is the very system you're working under. You're working under commercial law. That's why I was doing that forward slash commercial transaction. Same stuff. It's it's just a different color lipstick on the pig. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Gee, it's still a pig. <laughs> Lipstick on the pig. Judgment has been generated. I, I like the phrase default judgment. That, that oh, summarizes judgment. exactly where we're at in a nice, clean way that, that the the other court judges and clerks can quickly and efficiently like comprehend exactly what we're talking about. They default. Yep, it. I agree with you. I like that better too. Yeah, and and all, you, you, it doesn't matter what kind of law you're talking common law, commercial law, um, uh, uh, just admiralty maritime, just about anything. Discovery process. When they default, boom. That's that's judgment in our favor. You know, the, the, these these time frames are here for for specific purposes, so that justice can be re administered in a, a prompt and efficient manner. And and when pe when people of you know, they, they, and these aren't commoners; these are professional bar association attorneys that are supposed to be held to a higher standard, and they're just blowing us off. That's unacceptable. You're entitled. To, to, to move for a default judgment when professional bar member lawyers just dance around like, like, like they're immune from all kinds of accountability. They can't do that. It's flagrant disregard for due process of law. And they deserve to have this default judgment instituted against them unless they can promptly show cause why it shouldn't be applied. I agree with to... everything that he just said. The and, reason why and, and I pulled this is out well settled law, even even their own corrupted civil procedure case law should should recognize it does recognize these fundamental principles. Okay. And you know where I got the word generated, Larry? You know, like default judgment. Um, to close it up, I put said generated. Um, that's in your third paragraph where it starts a three-week. Oh, by the way, you're going to have to bring that Jewish law down to that paragraph. 
you see the paragraph I'm talking about, third, third from the top? Third from the top, okay. Starts at the three-week, 21-day. You have to insert your Yeah, okay. Okay, but see the, the second sentence? It says, as a result, a judgment in commerce has been generated. Okay, so you just bring in that verbiage nice and clean. Default ju judgment has been generated. Uh, well, uh, no, the, the, the judgment in commerce has been created. We want the default judgment. We've got two different judgments here. Okay. As a result, uh, a judgment in commerce has been generated, and we want uh, this court to uh, gener uh, to uh, rule on a default judgment. Okay. Larry, you're telling them still. There's nothing more, if you, if you understand that principle of the commercial uh, judgment, they are in commerce. Essentially, what I'm hearing from you is you want them to bless you with a piece of paper. Right. Okay. I've got to, I've got to have it. Otherwise, I'm uh, in slavery the rest of uh, uh, rest of my life. Uh, can, can I suggest maybe some different wording than asking the federal courts for a judgment? Maybe you can sure. ask them for an order. For a what? An order. Ah, uh, there we go. Yeah, an order barring them from further procedure because there's a federally protected right here or something like that? That? That's uh, good. I think that should satisfy you. Yep. O order for default judgment is required. Well, o order based upon the default judgment. Asking them to enforce like that already there. Okay, let me bring that down in streets. And it's been generated. And so where it comes down to that third paragraph, 
We need, uh, as a result of judgment in, in commerce, has been generated, and uh, and what this this um, and an order based. Either of you See, uh, something's got to be completed there where it says, as a result, a judgment in commerce has been generated. And um, the federal district court or, or uh, uh, a, a, a demand and uh, Plaintiff requests a demand for an order based on uh, on the default judgment. Sounds good to me. Perhaps clarify, expand a little bit around the word order. There, an order barring all further proceedings from the prosecutor or from the Denver District Court. Um, Okay, hang hang on to that thought because that's good. And all right, now I gotta shoot. I can't. And uh, what is it? The, and the plaintiff. Yeah, the, the, the prosecutor plaintiff is barred. Wait, wait a minute. Don't. Uh, demands D E and D S, and the plaintiff demands an order O R D E R barring what what was I'm sorry again, Charles. What was it? Uh and I've got uh as a result of the Judgment in commerce, or, or as a result, uh, as a result, a judgment in commerce has been generated, and the plaintiff demands an order. Default judgment. Barring what was that? Further proceedings in the Denver District Court. Uh, damn it, that's Hartford. Oh, shit. Hang on. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. Hartford here. Yeah. Uh, you got a place in Boulder, Colorado, a street that's called Gun Park Drive? Yep, it's that's from me. What? That's me. Oh, that's you? That's that that's in care of. That's you asked me to send you um what what did I send you? Oh, you asked me to send you something. Just open it up. It's from me. Um uh, tobacco and our firearms for writing. What? <laughs> 
CFR. What about my writing? Well, just say hold on. Okay. I think it was on uh, 27 CFR, 7211. That's what it was. CFR Title 27? Meaning of terms? You wanted that. Right, 27 CFR, Section 72.11. Yes, uh uh-huh. I printed it off, and I put it in an envelope, just as you asked me. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I asked you for. I have it. I I, now forgot. I read the whole thing. It was interesting. What? Okay. Yeah, so you got it. it. What was it in connection with? Uh, We were talking about commercial crimes. Commercial what? Crime. Oh, commercial crimes? All, All crimes are commercial. Yeah, I see that here. Anytime. Right. Commercial crimes, any of the following types of crimes, federal, state, offenses against the whole list of them. Yeah, okay. Okay. And that's my care of P.O. box. That's not me. Sorry, I mis- misstated myself. I'm not, I am not. I can't be a, a, a I UPS. Understand. I don't know. So it's, what do you mean care of? This In care of. Care of 6525. Right. It's oh. it's it's where I, I I hold a post office box. Oh. You should have given the post office box, you mean? That is the post office box. What do you mean? I, sh- I, I all I said is I'm not the post office box. Oh, you, you should have said PO box, hey. 6525. But no, no, that's okay, but it, it's a, a private service provided by UPS. That's the way the mailing is, the style. Oh, oh, oh. it's a UPS delivery. Right. It's a private. I I contracted with someone private. Oh, I see. I've seen those boxes before. Right. Because I didn't want USPS. Yes. Right on. I got it. Okay. I've never seen one signed off that way. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Do you get that uh, Secretary of State thing down now? Yeah. Because that's a good one. That's a really good one. Don't usually see one doesn't usually come across all that clear. Well, in every every state, Hartford, as I told you, okay. Every state has that plaintiff, the people of the state of Oregon, the people of the state of Washington, okay? And all these plaintiffs are non-existent. Yeah, that's, I didn't know they all had that. You can just go on the Secretary of, uh, of State website and, and, and put it in, and it's not going to come up. Mm-hmm. I'll come across Washington's, and I'll find Oregon's, and I'll send it out to you guys. Okay, that's great. There's no plaintiffs. Okay. Well, I'll get back to work here then. <laughs> I was wondering what to do if somebody knew what that address meant. I figured with a with a with a name like that, somebody ought to know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I put my name. I I thought I think I put what I'm called on it, didn't I? Did I put von Schlesian? Hmm. Okay. Okay. There's no name on it here. 
Oh, there isn't. Okay. I thought I did. Okay. That's great. Sorry to confuse you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Okay, Charles had some really good verbiage there for you, Larry. Yeah. Uh, all right. Where? Where? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, we've got. Um, I've got a. Let me read it as it is, and I've got a. Uh, I still got a problem with it. As a result, a judgment in commerce has been generated, and the plaintiff demands an order barring further proceedings in the Denver District Court. Um, judgment default order. Judgment. Okay, so um, now is it going to? The thing of it is, without an order, I don't get this, my uh, cuckoo clock removed. Okay, um, I think we need to go back down to that sentence or that paragraph where you added all that stuff. Hartford reminded me just now. Okay, you could you just read that sentence back? to us where it says additionally or the judgment in commerce demonstrates that there is yeah. no lawful read okay. read that whole sentence back. Okay, it, it's a whole paragraph. It says the judgment in commerce demonstrates there is no support for lawful or legal jurisdiction in Denver District Court case number seventeen wow. yada de yada because there is no real party of interest in the matter, period. It is self-evident that the plaintiff does not exist uh, in, um, maybe I can put in said case here, t uh, titled. Just read it first. Just for the, pl the plaintiff, go ahead. I mean. The plaintiff does not exist in Denver District Court, case number uh, 17. Zero zero eight blah 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 and titled the uh, the people of the state of Colorado versus Goodman period addendums one through four in the said of the said commercial affidavit demonstrate that the flagrant defect in this case is that there is no moving party under the people of the state of Colorado. As per, the as, per, as per the Secretary of State. Okay. Yes. I better put Colorado Secretary of State. Okay. Okay, did you put the case number 17CR blah in twice in that paragraph? Yep, it's in there. That's because I copied and pasted, and it's now in there twice. 
Take take it out. I know. That's what I was saying. Okay. I don't remember hearing you say that, but take it out. No, I just said it before, and you said read it the way it is. That it, oh. I wanted to take it out. Exist in the said case. The said S-A-I-D. Oh, okay. 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 I see what you're saying now. Okay. Titled, uh... The people of the state of Colorado versus Goodman. Um, so, uh, all right, Secretary of State, period. Let me continue on, period. Uh, the plaintiff has not yet exhausted his remedies in commerce, and the said Denver District Court case may not proceed. He who leaves the battlefield first loses by default. Uh, There is nothing left to resolve since the unrebutted affidavit um, becomes a judgment in commerce or has become. Or has become, has. Yeah. Can I suggest a little bit? different wording sure automatically results in I like that good good man Charles you're rocking and rolling yeah uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm even better when when, when I'm, I'm picking up the Lucians behind Hartford you know, because Hartford Hartford has a probably a better overview of the whole chessboard than I do, but but I can get in and micromanage little details that Hartford cuts with the broadsword, and I come in with a little razor blade sword and tidy it all up. Very nice. Is Hartford still with us, or did he drop off? No, he he dropped off. Okay. Abraham, still with us? He must have dropped off. Yes, Is there yes, anybody? yes. I, I was uh, I was on mute so that you wouldn't hear me breathing or or hiccuping or anything. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm glad you're here. What do you think so far, Abraham? Uh, I think this is a brilliant powwow. Who's, right, who's, who's that? Who's that? Who, who's the girl on the line? Charlie. She sounds like her sword is pretty sharp. Yeah, yeah, she knows what yeah. she's doing. I want, I want to find out Wait. who's her grinder. <laughs> <laughs> I just stick my nose in books these days, Abraham. Uh, that's how you sharpen it. Okay. That and um, sufficiently, excuse me, pissed off. <laughs> I, I was hoping I was hoping you could recommend it in a bottle of pills, you know, some kind of pharmaceutical product that I would take it and I would have the understanding. <laughs> I I don't do pharma. Yeah. So I can't recommend pharma to you. Oh, okay. I was hoping to beat them with their own technology, but heck, we're out of luck on that one, huh? Okay. Phosphatidylserine, if you want to improve um, your thinking, is an amazing um, element. Um, Phosphatidylserine, um, on default, is also an organic um, 
um, steroid. Organic steroids. Okay, I could use some of those. Do they give me good yeah. brain muscles? Well, it, it helps you with all your muscles. Okay. So hopefully, hopefully so you're not the eating brain, muscles. Brain body. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's a little pricey. You you spend about on average about thirty dollars. What is it called again? Can you spell it out? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that. Um, P H O S. Can you can you spell it um, at like less than a hundred miles an hour? Oh, sorry about that. Okay, hold on. Let me get my bottle. So, I mean, this stuff is so awesome. Is it approved? Is it approved by the courts to take down judges? <laughs> um, I can't see why not. Okay, go ahead. Oh, that's really interesting. I point out something there that's a, a, an excellent issue that Abraham raised um, and it gets to one, one of the really detailed elements of due process of law uh, taking down judges okay right. um, well see the, the, the title and the recognition of a judge um, it, it, it's similar to a public servant uh, of any nature a cop um, a fundamental principle of due process of law is when any public servant acts outside of their constitutionally lawful authority, they are no longer recognized as a matter of law as a holder of that office. That sounds like it, that sounds like it would include all of them. Yes, yes, it's a it's a sweeping principle, and judges are similarly subject to. And so, as soon as they start violating your due process of law rights, they are no longer entitled to preside over that court. Nor, nor are they entitled to the immunity of the positions. Right, 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 right. See, see, we've got real powerful principles of law here. Once we understand how there's a blade on the edge of each of these principles of law that we can bring to bear and 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 see the the, the court is a place for for uh, bringing forth the conscience of the jury. One of the elements of due process of law for for uh, one of the elements of the lawful definition of the word court is a judge and a jury. Okay? You got to have a jury before you can have a lawful court. And, and all of these default judgments, there's this summary judgment process. <laughs> that's not a judgment of the court. It's 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 administrative process. Is that what it is? Administrative yes, yeah, it's administrative. It's 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 not due process of law. It's not what the technical wording is. It's not a final judgment. It's a temporary judgment until challenged by something else. Uh, so when you said when you said bring to bear, did you mean bring the bear? Uh, I don't comprehend the difference between your wording there. Now it's a little stab at humor. You said well, you have to bring this to bear. I thought you meant bring the bear because we need to have a we need to have a bear in the courtroom with big hands, big claws. That's the problem. Well, There's no bear that we're, we're bringing. Yeah, yeah. Similar to posse comitatus, we need we need physical horsepower there. That's the bear. Because obviously these jackbooted Nazis don't give a rip about the law. 
and 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 so you know we need a bigger hammer well i think that the people don't understand the law which is why they get away with it all uh can you please spell that out uh mrs mrs swordman okay it's p like in paul h is in harry o is in oscar s is in sam p is in paul h is in harry a is in alpha T is in Tom, I is in Indigo, D is in David, Y is in Yo-Yo, um, L is in Larry, S is in Sam, E is in Edward, R is in Robert, I is in Indigo, N is in Nancy, E is in Edward. What the hell is that spell? Sorry. What the hell? What the hell is that spell? Phosphatidyl serine. Is that something that goes in outer space? Uh, it goes into your mouth. Oh. <laughs> it goes to your brain and your body. <laughs> okay, well, I'll get some of this right away. Sounds, sounds excellent. You, you'll be, your, your brain will be flying. <coughs> it takes about a month. Okay. It's very, very I've got, good. I've got at least a month left on my clock. Okay, cool. Thank you. Okay, let me uh, uh, let me go back to this where we said um, the people of the state of Colorado, as per this, as per the Colorado Secretary of State, I think we need in there, and the uh, Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals. Well, the Secretary of State would he put in there, member? But we why put, do you want to – we put because, the Secretary of State in there. Yes, and I wanted to put – I thought it would be a good idea to put, besides the Colorado Secretary of State and the Tenth Circuit uh, Court of Fed, uh, the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals. Because that's what the fourth fourth uh, addendum was was from the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals. Okay, but we're addressing the authority. They are not the authority. The authority came, or non-authority in this case, came from the Secretary of State's office. We're talking about the fact that the the default was on the the people of the state of Colorado, correct? The authority or the it says addendum. Let me read the what the hell is going on. Remind me. Uh, The uh, uh, addendum or let me read the the from the beginning of the sentence. It says addendums one through four of the said commercial affidavit uh, notice of interest demonstrate that the flagrant defect in this case is there is no moving party under the state of uh, under the people of the state of Colorado as per the secretary of state now mm-hmm. addendums 1 through 4 includes the 10th circuit In what capacity? I'm sorry. I have to go back through it, Larry. Um, in what capacity? Did the 10th... That was addendum four, was the 10th Circuit said 
Uh, no, there's no people of the state of Colorado. And why I don't remember that. Then put it in. I'd have to go back and pull up that, that um, addendum. Well, wait a minute. Let me... I don't, see, I don't remember that. Yeah, that was the one you didn't like, and Hartford was ecstatic about it. Okay. So, uh, Larry, are, are you yeah. saying the, the Tenth Circuit recognized that the Secretary of State said that there was no entity called the people of Colorado? Um, right. right. Hang on, let me... Let me pull up. Um, the reason why I didn't like it, yes, they did. The Tenth Circuit did that, did did so, okay. But it was very convoluted, and that's why I didn't like it. Okay, now I'm remembering the document you're talking about, the one that I, okay. Um, that uh, God, that was from the '90s, I think. But it it made reference to there is no such plaintiff to sue or be sued. Okay, and what I thought that the Tenth Circuit was wiggling out of that, um, Charles, is um, that, that, you know, going back to that whole thing that uh, Abraham just mentioned about uh, um, immunity. They have no immunity anyhow. That's another story. But I thought they were wiggling out of it and diluting that by saying they can't be sued. They can't sue or be, no one can sue, um, sue them. Read the verbiage to them, Larry. Hang That's why I don't like that document. I think they, uh. I think they wiggled. Oh, there it is. Um, okay. Uh, I think I highlighted it. Okay. Uh. There were like three areas, and I believe I highlighted it. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's, uh, oh, that's addendum three. Addendum four was the one about, um, uh, addendum four was the one about Sturgis Brown, David Sturgis Brown. Uh, number four, um, or number three says order and judgment, uh, the United States Court of Appeal, 10th Circuit, case number such and such. Uh, Daryl Schroeder um, versus so and so uh, that uh, vote for their rulers uh, uh, entered a judgment. The district court or so and so entered a judgment uh, says the district court sua sponte dismissed the action on the ground the complaint failed to state any suable uh, any failed to state to failed to name any suable entry we agree and affirm that does sound like solid wording um like to see the original document. Um, I, I don't think it's one of the documents you sent me yet, is it, Larry? 
no, that case, I, I'm sure I've got it. Is that what you want to see? That's what I'm looking for right now. It'd be helpful, but I, I don't want to distract from what, what you're already on a, a hunt there. Um, I, I don't think it's necessary at this point, but um, your wording sounded good. If you're sure that you worded it right, we can probably go with it and not worry about it. That was cop. I believe that was a copy and paste right off the document. Uh, entered for the court, John C. Portfolio, or Portfolio, I don't know how you pronounce his last name, Circuit Judge, uh, uh, comma, quote, the district court, sua sponte, dismissed the action on the ground. The complaint failed to name any suable and any suable entity. We agree and affirm. That sounds solid to me. Okay, I'm going to forward it to you right now so you can put your eyeballs on it. Um, oh, fiddlesticks. Why is that doing that? But do you understand my my take on it, too? Um, Charles, that they, they wiggled by using the 11th Amendment? I may be missing that, um, Charlie. Um, I, and I, I probably am lacking larger context of, of that, that you're concerned with. Um, it would be really nice if I could have the document in front of me that you guys are discussing. Okay, I'm, I'm just I'm just downloading it and then I'll send it to you. Okay. Okay, I got it. Okay, let me get you. Okay, what is your email address? Um, I've got numerous ones. Do you want the one I use more or the one that uh, is easier to type? Just give it to me, whatever that you, that you can pull up right now. Uh, I just want it easy on you. Say Charles that again. At, okay. Charles at gov1.us. Numerical one. Charles at gov one dot us perfect okay i'm attaching it go on get it back go on that's a boy now where did it go there it is
Perfect. Okay, just sent it. Okay. I mean, could we agree to maybe disagree on the 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 the, the fact that these government entities claim that they cannot be sued, right? Under the Eleventh Amendment, they have um, um, they have the sovereignty. Uh, so I, when they say they can't be sued, I don't think he was really just talking about the plaintiff, the the real party of interest plaintiff. I think he was talking more about the fact that they can't be sued. But what's what's more relative here, relevant, sorry, um, is the fact that they are a a private corporation. We've identified them as all sorts of ways. They're a private corporation, okay? And they only have control over what they um, own and create. And you go back to the Clearfield Doctrine on that in the United States v. Perkins. So I think they're just, they're creating an illusion here that they can't be sued. Well, heck yeah, they can be sued. They're number one private entity, so of course they can be sued. They're um, not government, so they and they can't use the Eleventh Amendment because they're not government. Okay, are, are they you're referring to is that individual officials or is that corporate uh, governmental bodies? A principal and agent, both. No, they're. They're talking about um, people. They're talking about the people of the state of Colorado. Uh, well, I received the document that I think you're referring to. Um, yeah, the district court sui sponte dismissed the action on grounds uh, the complaint failed to name any suable entity. We agree and affirm. I, I can see that. Um, um, okay. This is U.S. District Court of Appeals, Tenth Circuit. Um, collateral estoppel. Uh, uh, Claiming to be a freely associated. Okay. Mr. Schroeder. So this judgment where the district court, well, ah, ah, so this is actually against the Patriot uh, argument, isn't it? Um, because the district court uh, dismissed the Patriots. Um, uh, argument uh, here uh, because the action on the ground of the complaint failed to name a suable entity. Correct. Uh, so they went completely through the whole case, got a judgment from the, the Colorado District Court, and um, uh, then they finally discovered that the, the defect was uh, in, in ability to name a suable entity. 
that, that that's weasel arguments, but now I'm comprehending the bigger picture. Um, and and what was your concern about how all this is patching together, Charlie? That it 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 goes to the convoluted stuff through the Eleventh Amendment, where they've given themselves um, uh, uh, immunity. Okay, I, maybe so, but I don't see any reference to the Eleventh Amendment in the document here. Um, no, and, and, no, clearly there there is no indication stating the Eleventh Amendment immunity. But I think that 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 uh, circuit court judge basically just slipped right past it and said, um, "Complaint failed to name any suable entity." He he didn't say the complaint failed to name, um, uh, or 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 the name didn't exist. Okay. It's it's the fact that he threw in the suable entity, even though they were suing them. Well, um, I I think I I'm gleaning the substance of your argument here. Um, um, but but the, 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 there's a lot of smoke and mirrors going back and forth, and, and in order to focus on the source, um, we need to figure out if we're looking at a mirror image or if that's the real source. Um, uh, and and uh, and that was kind of my my. Um, disagreement with Larry and with Hartford, whereby we have three other documents from the Secretary of State's office that says clearly the entity doesn't exist. And I said, well, looking at this fourth document, I'm going, wait a second. If 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 I'm correct, assuming I'm correct, th- this this is the link that we don't want to use. Why don't we just lay our hat on the other three? This does look like a convoluted uh, yeah. uh, link that that's just mucking things up to me. If is that your main point here, Charlie? Yeah, I I, I really think it mucks it up. What do you think, Larry? Um, I'm not I'm not sure. What was Hartford's take on that? Did you say Hartford thought, was confused about he, this? He thought, that that was, he thought it was a slam, slam dunk. Uh, did he ever see the document? Larry, did he ever see the that actual uh, three-page court document? No. That's Probably. what I'm afraid of. That, that sounds like a problem. Yeah, Larry. If Hartford looked at this, I think he would be less enthused about voicing support for it. It looks to me like there's a lot of smoke and mirrors going back and forth here. See see where the quote marks in? The quote marks start, people of the state of Colorado, but then it goes on for another two lines uh, with with all kinds of gobbledygook that, that the other patriot probably put in there in 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 the entity that that uh he's trying to uh counter complain or sue against 
and uh, there because he put so much wording in the clear identification of of what he's talking about as as the bad guys here, but um, uh, they're using that as they're not using that as a broad-based description. They're using that as a computer program that has to have an exact match, and 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 because he he used some extra wording to describe what um, uh, uh, he's trying to see there, they say, oh, oh, it's not an exact match. We don't recognize that you lose. They're using it as an excuse to weasel out of a checkmate position, which the original Patriot probably had him in, except he used too many words um, um, within his quote marks there. That makes sense. And what little I do know about John, um, um, uh, was it Portfolio, whatever his name is, this guy is, he, he is a very bright man. He's a very bright criminal. Let's just put it this way. Mm-hmm. He's really one of the really, really bad boys. Okay. And this guy, he 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 shut Schroeder down. Schroeder. Schroeder. Shapiro. Now, Daryl. Um, sorry, the plaintiff in this case. Excuse me. Um, Shapiro. No, the judge Porfilo just shut Daryl down. The man who took this case. Oh, Daryl oh. Schroeder, see at the top. Yeah. Yeah, Daryl Schroeder. Okay, I got the context there. Yeah. Larry, I mean, this is your call, but I can't change my feelings on how I called it early on when I saw this. Okay. Well, maybe what I ought to do is put the period at the end of the Colorado Secretary of State and... Leave it at that. Yeah. I just hope um, that hasn't created a, a controversy for the, um, that would give them uh, a response to the um, affidavit. Uh, Let's put it this way. If they're going to try to give themselves, again, some wiggle room and use that 10th circuit, uh, what about the other three documents? That's what I, I think that's what I said. Yeah, but they, they, but it seems like they could answer the uh, the affidavit based on the the uh, trying to say, oh no, your Tenth Circuit court case is wrong. Okay, then what about the other three? The other three still stand. 
I would say you're not getting a disagreement from me on that. I don't think they're going to go there. They're not going to respond. Well, yeah, okay. You, uh, you could be right, but I'm saying it, that if if you're right about the Tenth Circuit Court case, there's a a, a possible loophole there. If you are right about the Tenth Circuit Court case. Well, they would have one of the four wins. They'd have to still answer to the other three. Yeah. Larry, even if you didn't put that in, okay, made the decision that you were aligning with my thinking. Don't you yeah. that they would have? They know that case exists, and they would have used it. What about it? What I just said. They know the case exists. If you didn't even put it there, they know. And if they wanted to use it as a weapon, they would have done it by now. Yeah, but I haven't been to the post office for a week. Okay. I don't think they responded. you're You're probably right. Okay. So. Uh, this is based on the fact that, or this is based on the assumption that they didn't respond. And if if it if they did respond to this one, this paperwork won't go to waste because it's uh, the same paper or virtually the same for the second uh, the second one, the second commercial affidavit. It's already in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you change two paragraphs and or or make a couple minor changes and it applies to the second one. And I doubt they're gonna to respond to that one. I agree. So why are you fretting? I'm not. Okay. So, um, and Charles, I looked on the Secretary of State with your Mr. Richardson, and there is no people of the state of Oregon on the Secretary of State website. Well, yeah, um, I, I, I'm a little bit concerned about the wording there that there's no people of the state of Oregon or the people of the state of Colorado. Um, that you have to go I, to your constitution. I, I, pardon me. You have to go to your constitution, and, and everything that I've looked at, and a, a half dozen or so of um, the various states. I know I looked up Arizona. 
the word, the word, the verbiage is all the same. But what are you concerned about? That the, the fact well, that I, the the concern is the the, the context. What, what, we, you're, we're talking about uh, the corporate business entity that's referred to as the people of the state of Colorado, and and. And, and the argument that's being advanced here is that there's no corporate business entity registered with the Secretary of State that is, quote, the state of the people of the state of Colorado, unquote. Um, and I'm sure that's true. But um, as a matter of basic organic constitutional law, there is such an entity, a body politic community of quote, the people of the state of Colorado, unquote. Okay, I agree with you. Okay, but what are they? We've already proven that they are a corporate entity. They have to have a corporate plaintiff, correct? Right, right. And it gets to the real party and interest rule that I think we've discussed before in that that even if see i wouldn't be say, saying words like it the, the people of the state of colorado don't exist i'd be saying things like um this prosecuting attorney is not the people of the state of colorado the people of the state of colorado have not appeared in this case for for all purposes of this case the people of the state of colorado do not exist they certainly haven't appeared unless you want to call larry goodman or, or one of uh, the, the people of the state of Colorado, which could be made as an argument, but at that point, the authority of the people of the state of Colorado would be with Larry Goodman, not with uh, 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 Shapiro. Um, this is why they wouldn't let David Sturgis Brown testify, I think. And when, when and where was that? In Doucette's trial. Ah, okay. Well, see, you, when you start getting really close to to who's really the people that organically compose the constitutional state, they don't like to talk about that because that as soon as you start talking about the people composing the organic constitutional state, then all of a sudden they're de facto corporation, private municipal Roman Empire corporation. That, that 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 gets real close to danger. That that their bubble could pop at any moment, and so they don't want that to be part of the record, part of the discussion in the court case. Because if something like that happens in front of a jury, boom, all kinds of nasty cats get out of the bag there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Can I ask a question? Are we talking about whether or not the Constitution has standing? Is that what this is coming down to? Well. Um, I don't think so, Abraham. I think the Constitution always has standing in a no, court no, of the law. What I'm saying is the prosecution that he's going. You got, it seems as though you guys are uh, making reference to the fact that they do not have standing because they cannot possibly represent the people. So that means they don't have standing in the case. I, I don't want to hear this. That's certainly <laughs> the main point I'm going to, but I'm not sure how uh, Larry and, and Charlie are, are trying to focus on it. Because if they don't have standing in this case, then that means they have standing in no cases. 
That would be the implication. So you're fighting a much bigger battle because they're going to see what the repercussions of a decision on that nature is going to result in, and I guess you could say, a bat out of hell. Mm-hmm. Okay, just want to make sure I knew what the equation was. All right. Yeah, we're on to some powerful issues here, and even though it's kind of slow wording through the precise wording of the document, um, um, th- there's a lot of powerful issues being discussed here, and and for people that that have an interest in this area, it, it's it's an education just being part of this conversation here as we're working through it. Absolutely. Okay. Well. You know, again, we can give you the, the example in um, what was it in the second document, Larry, that we did, and I gave you all the DMV numbers and, and, and the information I got off of Manta, okay, where it clearly states on Manta the verbiage is it's a private corporation, okay? So if it's a private corporation, we've made that establishment in the commercial world and also through some DMB numbers and a variety of these things, clearly at that point, they cannot be viewed at all as a constitutional government. They've been identified. They've been exposed. So if they are a commercial entity, then according to um, commerce, they have to be, if they're going to have uh, um, a trademark trade name like IBM or any of the others, it has to be registered with the Secretary of State office, correct? Mm. That, that sounds reasonable, but um, if you're dealing with a, a prosecuting attorney there, um, um, I, I'd, I'd give it about a 50% chance because to make that argument because um, the, the prosecuting attorney is, is, is moving in a more organic law-based fashion, and I think he can likely claim that... Um, um, He's moving in the name and on the behalf of the people of the state of Colorado, even if the entity of the people of the state of Colorado is not registered as a business name. I think that's possible to do because because the, the, the secretary of the state of Colorado is, is operating under the model of government of the Roman civil municipal empire model of government, and they're mostly only concerned about commercial transactions and business entities. They're not concerned about uh, recording documents that are registering names of the larger organic purpose of their entire structure of government. That, 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 that's probably arguably outside the parameters of the duties of the Secretary of State because it's such a big issue that the people of the state of Colorado. But according to their own code, their commercial code, <laughs> they, well, have, see. Okay, they, have to, they have to register the trademark trade names. 
they can't just arbitrarily. If, if they're trying to advance a cause that is 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 um, um, a a a private corporate franchise cause, as is most of whatever they do, but when they're bringing mm-hmm. forth criminal complaints, that the criminal complaints are only brought in the name of the people of the state, and it's a public interest. It's not a private commercial interest like like what a lot of the, the legal proceedings and civil procedure are concerned about. Okay, so you're trying to say that it's, it's civil. Well, the, the, the concern about the, the Secretary of State registering trade names is basically a civil governmental process. Um, the Secretary of State record-keeping is basically a record-keeping process for the civil government of the, the, the people of the state of Colorado. Um, and the, the, the fact that we don't have a business name registered with the people or with the Secretary of the state of Colorado, um, to my mind, does not imply that... Um, the 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 body politic the community of the people of the constitutional state of Colorado um, um, is just really I, I I have difficulty thinking how that can um, actually be problematic. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm having trouble keeping track of the, the, the it's a complex um, dynamic there. But um, yeah, the, the the Secretary of State of Colorado, the, the entire structure of the machinery of government since the the Civil War and all of that, everything's pretty much de facto, right? Everything's pretty right. much a private corporation, right? So so right. so the people. The, the the concept of the entity of the people of Colorado that may have been within the original intent of if if your state was formed before the Civil War as I presume it was um, uh, then then you you had um, uh, no we were we were entity. we were uh, formed after the Civil War that's the problem okay, was it was it after the Reconstruction Act and stuff, too? Well, yeah, you, you probably need to sign me guys. 1876. Yeah, so it was after the Civil War, and, and your state structure is probably de facto. Um, but, and there's confusion. Uh, uh, they, they're supposed to be on equal footing, even if they aren't, the, the newer states. Um, and, and, and so the, the original intent was to form a community of people that were recognizable as the people of the state of Colorado. But um, maybe from the inception, maybe later on down the line, don't really matter. What we've got now is not the organic body politic of the people of the state of Colorado. It's a private Roman Empire municipal corporation masquerading as the people of Colorado. Right? I think I think that's the very very point we're trying to make. Okay, well, yeah, but at that point, um, um, uh, the, the the people of Colorado uh, 
as an organic community, there's lots of people out there that believe that they are part of the body politic of the state of Colorado. And, and, and that's not a legal fiction. That's, it's like a school of fish or a flock of birds. Those people do exist. The people of the state of Colorado do exist, like a, a school of fish or a flock of birds. Um, uh, the fact that, that, that this private municipal co- uh, 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 prosecutor um, is, is presuming to proceed in the name of and on behalf of the people of the state of Colorado, that is a claim to organic law authority. Okay, and he's a private municipal Roman Empire corporation entity. Uh, he's not the real party in interest to represent the people of the state of Colorado. If anybody in this case is going to do it, it should be Larry Goodman. Right, and it should be exactly styled the way the Constitution, even though, like you said, our Constitution was formed after the war, in 1876, it should be upper and lower case, and it's not, and that's proven by the um, the document I got from the Secretary of State back in in 2014, and they said that doesn't even exist. Okay, and as, as Daryl Schroeder pointed out in that um, uh, uh, the 10th Circuit Appeals case, is you have to have the name of the voters. The body politic, like you're saying, is it comes from the voters, the people, the actual flesh and blood. And they're saying that doesn't exist. They're saying the flesh and blood people do not exist? Right. According to the, the, the style. <laughs> there, like I said, there's three documents. I'll send you the other two, okay? The one I got, um, let me just close this out. And I'll send you the other documents um, because I think you'll understand a little bit better. And if we're wrong, shoot, I, you know, I know you're going back to um, what you were saying, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I, I disagreed with you respectfully. Um, okay, I'm just going to open those two. I guess I can't walk and talk and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> I get confused real easy anymore, too. I'm, I'm trying to attach three documents. Sorry, that's why. Okay. Um, and plus, I've got a phone on my laptop. Okay. Okay, those are sent off to you. Okay. Larry, you still have a note while um, Charles is reading that stuff over. Um, Make a note again on that second, the third paragraph where it starts the three weeks where you have to add in. Jewish International? Uh, oh, uh, I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, good. 
thank you. I would have forgotten. Um, yeah, I hang on. Uh, and then we have another issue while he's reading that that I really want to get cleaned up so you don't get forget about it. Okay. Okay, three weeks. Jewish, just insert Jewish International. That's all you have Got to it. do. Got okay, it. Okay, go back up to that top. Case number, that last line. Are you yeah. going to get rid of for, Are you going to get rid of for dismissal? Yeah, I've got four in order based on a default judgment. Okay, perfect. Okay, so we got that taken care of. Okay. Um. And my heart still goes out to the fact that guy, I pulled up that document, the one I did on December 12th, 2014. Yeah. Um, that guy, of Director of Communications, Richard Coolidge, he got fired. Oh, right. When I was doing that's all those chorus. Yeah, that, that makes a uh, interesting makes point that kind of lends itself to maybe we've got something there. I think so. And again, if if it's going back to a corporate entity, I'm going to wait until he opens up all those documents. The, The Sturgis Brown one, letting him register that trademark trade name under commerce, is but then they're but then they're using it. No. Yeah, I and and, and go back to the, the, the nine the one with Daryl Schroeder from the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals, Larry. Yeah. <laughs> They they responded to Daryl, right? Yeah. Are they responding to you now? You're not in appeals, but you're in the district court where all those boys play golf together, okay? They know what's going on. I hope we're not wrong. <laughs> I don't think we are, but who knows? Charlie, I, I'm looking at the Brown document here. Can you tell me its significance? Um, that gentleman decided to pull that trademark trade name on behalf of the people. Uh-huh. Okay. Under so, uh, seven, uh, under uh, what? Uh, some 
under our, our Title VII, which is um, uh, corporate. Okay, this makes sense. That's our Title VII. Okay, so he, if if the if the if the name exists at all, okay, he could not claim that as his own, or as as agent for the trademark trade. I don't want to say own. He claimed the name as agent um, for on behalf of the people. So if it existed, he couldn't claim it. The Secretary of State would kick it back out. Right. No different than when, right. like, okay, like I said, I sent you the page, the link to your um, your your SOS. Okay. If you went on yeah. and paid the eight bucks or whatever it is I've got to, to register a trademark trade name in your state, um, and since the name of the people it doesn't exist on your Secretary of State, you could file it, and you would be the plaintiff. <laughs> right. I, I, I comprehend what you're saying. Um, but... Um, um, I mean, it would be interesting if would, Mr. Richardson and uh, his, his communication director up there uh, decided to do with what you're trying to file. They might refuse well, you. Hmm? Well, um, I, 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 with all due respect, sister, I comprehend that the line of reasoning that you and others are, are, are following here to, to try to get some empowerment in our common people. But um, 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 there's, I, I think there's a much more simpler and and uh, legally direct, lawfully direct mechanism for for accomplishing the task that we're trying to accomplish. Um, and it relates to the common law writ of quo warranto. Or are you familiar at all with that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm familiar with it. We're both familiar with Global Warranto. Okay, well, I, I I know that a lot of people are familiar with it to some degree, but I've done some in-depth study on it, and I think most people that have uh, some degree of familiarity with it don't really comprehend the full horsepower. Uh, if I might explain a little bit more, is that good? Yeah. That's been Carl Miller's premise. Pardon me? That has been Carl Miller's premise. Uh, which part? Uh, can you tell me what you're focusing on? Uh, Car Carl Miller is up in Michigan, and Carl I know, Miller I know, I know. has Constitution man, yeah. But the main point, yeah. what's Carl Miller's insights with relation to the points we're talking about? Okay, that he believes that the strongest instrument out there is, like you said, the quo warranto. Okay, I didn't realize he summarized it like uh, that. That it sounds like Carl Miller and I are on the same page there, basically. Yeah. Can I interrupt? It? Abraham, go ahead. Carl Miller used quo warranto to get Jack of working out of jail. I heard the video and Carl Miller explaining it. And uh, Carmilla coached Jack Kevorkian's lawyers on how to use Quo Warranto and it should be 
taught their lawyers how to use it, um, they, they got him out of immediately. But I wanted to bring something else up. I was um, on Hartford the other okay. day, and Hartford said that you could take this case that um, Larry has, you can monetize it, and then somebody else can invest into the case, and they will be considered an interested party, and therefore they would have equal standing uh, in footing yeah. Larry's case. How about something like that? Can we monetize we've, the case? We've discussed, we've discussed that already. Oh, okay, good enough. I just thought that maybe you had to overlook that. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Uh, the other thing is that I wrote a Coranto for Charlie to get out of jail, and they uh, and Shapiro just ignored it. In fact, the I gave gave uh, uh, the county sheriff and the um, county attorney. Uh, oh, two no, it was Cynthia Kaufman and the county attorney. Twenty-one days to respond to the Coranto to get Charlie out of jail. And on about uh, day, uh, then if they didn't respond to it, um, we had the right to uh, proceed uh, or to do their job or something like that. But anyway, just a day or two before the time was up, I had the FBI busting in my place. <laughs> really? Yeah, correct. Is that when they arrested you? Yep. And raided oh. my place. And and drug you off to jail. Right. And that's where I uh, saw Charlie because they drug me off to the same place she was. Okay. Um, But it does sound like apparently you were pushing buttons that caused them to escalate uh, uh, the whole scenario. Right. In fact, when I got, uh, when I got, uh, they moved me from Boulder to Denver and, uh, oh, in fact, when this FBI guy, I showed him, uh, I showed him a copy of that. He said, uh, when, when he was, uh, in my place, uh, moving me around or, uh, he said, I already got a copy of that. And when I got in, um, uh, when I got, oh, hell, um, We lost apparently. Yeah. Um, when did you When did you get cut off, Charlie? Just as you were saying about you being in jail and me being in jail at the same time in the Google. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, yeah. So anyway, when they moved me to Denver, um, the FBI uh, jerk and uh, Shapiro. Um, were trying to interrogate me, and they pulled out that Quaranto. And um, uh, said, uh, Shapiro, uh, they were bitching about the liens and stuff being wrong. And they said, well, this Quaranto is well done. 
and that's the way um, the, the proper kind of paperwork. But she never got out of jail. And then he gets into court and uses it against me in court, saying, oh, look what he did. He's a bad boy. He used a Coranto that had, uh, what's the attorney's name there in Boulder on it? Um, Dan Garnett. Garnett, yeah. He uh, he had Garnett's name on it, which is, yeah, who's supposed to be, uh, Garnett's supposed to be, uh, investigating uh, the uh, uh, murder in the jail cell next to Charlie, and he's supposed to be investigating what's going on. Why couldn't his name be on there? <laughs> they just had a hissy fit. They didn't like your uh, Quo Waranto. Yeah. Uh, but he liked it. He said, I can't find any mistakes in it. Well, it was, <laughs> I mean, you know, he liked it, but he didn't like it. <laughs> Mixed emotions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, that sounds like a cool girl. Get Charlie out of jail. Um, did you have it coupled with habeas corpus? Yeah, well, we, uh, we, uh, there was at least four habeas corpuses done on her, um, but they wouldn't recognize them because she had a point, uh, because she had a point court-appointed court attorney, and um, what's her name? Uh, your um, uh, uh, Moore, Moore uh, said uh, they can't, can't file any paperwork because they're not uh, her court-appointed attorney. Well, the, it, it, it's really interesting. They tied me up in knots for almost two and a half months. I, I, I gave them no consent right from the beginning, um, but they they were like a, um, a bad sap that I couldn't wash off. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's, that's the trick. Yeah. Um, it, um, in, in my view, it's 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 optimal to to have your habeas corpus in in the same document as your quo warranto, right right on the front page, um, both wording there, habeas corpus in combination with quo warranto, and at that point. Your 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 see habeas corpus doesn't really have any teeth, and that you can it doesn't bring any kind of attack against the the people that are conspiring to wrongfully railroad you into jail. But quo warranto establishes a foundation upon which you can have um, uh, that corrupted public servant removed from office for abuse of his constitutionally lawful authority. And, and and that's where the real horsepower is with the Coloranto, because because you you can not only um, you, the Coloranto breaks through all concepts of immunity, including judicial immunity. It, um, I, I've case law that says that 
a, a sitting judge cannot be removed from office except through the singular process of quo warranto. Right. They've essentially got immunity for for everything, anything. They, they could pull out a gun and blow somebody's brains out, apparently, unless um, um, uh, you brought a complaint against them with quo warranto. That would be the only way that you could hold them accountable for any of the crimes that, that they're doing, apparently, according to case law there. It, and and I, I think that is my point, though, um, to a certain extent. They can do, and I, you know this, we all know this, they can do whatever they want, and it's, it's get, becoming um, more and more painfully clear every day that their, their lawlessness on steroids is, is, is insanity. Okay. They don't listen to but, anything. Well, right, right. But we have now got the legal concepts see see the 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 whole superstructure of civil municipal government is constructed to um um insulate the agents of the roman empire model of government from accountability through courts of law and 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 their entire all of the all of the courts are presently run by that civil government but in order to comply with constitutional mandates, they have to provide some mechanism for getting out of it. And and with enough study over the years, some of us patriots have figured out what the proper wording is to obtain that remedy. But as soon as we get the combination to the lock right to, to get the remedy that we're entitled to, guess what? We come up with against, uh, against the the unadulterated clear face of corruption. They, uh, after we navigate through the, the insanely complicated mat, rat maze, we still don't get the cheese because uh, uh, the corrupted guy is finally going to be in a, a checkmate position, but he's going to say, okay, well, we're not going to play by the rules anymore. Um, so, right. well, it, this is why it's getting down to posse comitatus. And and our own judicial officers, because our own judicial officers can follow due process of law with integrity. We can lawfully issue arrest warrants for these against these jackbooted Nazis, and bring them to an accountability because they are not lawful governmental officials. They're not recognizable as judges. They're just criminal racketeering conspirators, and they deserve to be locked away in jail, if not suffer the death penalty. You're not going to get a disagreement from Larry and I on that, but you know it, it, it'd be like um, these entities being, say, if it was um, the, the 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 army from China that came in, okay, and they know they're not going to they're they're not going to recognize constitutional law. They've got all these weapons, and they're just going to keep on marching and and, okay, and, and well, do their goose steps. Well, and, and, and those judges are just about the equivalent of, of, of the Chinese army um, um, with their yeah. municipal force under their command. Yeah, those municipal cops, there's not a dime's worth of difference between them and Chinese Communist Army soldiers. Um, okay. So, um, uh, but, but the question is, what do we the people do about it? Well, we the people have the right to organize posse comitatus to enforce 
the lawful judgments of our judicial officers from our own common law precincts and county jurisdictions. Okay, but here's uh, what do you see the difference? Because this is apparently what uh, Doucette tried to do, and uh, what did he do wrong? Other than I can see he didn't have a a, a posse comitatus to back him up. Right. He didn't obtain a jury verdict. He didn't follow due process of law. But we did have uh, a a uh, grand jury. For weak-minded people, you said is either weak-minded, aka stupid, or else he's part of the problem. Okay, because we had twelve I, people on every decision. But you called it a grand jury. You didn't claim the, the authority to move to a final judgment. Final judgments can only be arrived at by trial juries, not by grand juries. Okay, right there. You, there you go. Yeah, it's just for the indictment for a true bill. That's all they were doing. They didn't yeah, get yeah, the whole that's, final. That's throwing marshmallows at them. They're throwing spitwads at them. That ain't gonna hurt them. Yeah. And I know for a fact that I got in their face on numerous of their Colorado conference calls and told them they were screwing up, and they go, no, 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 you're just a hillbilly from Oregon. We don't got to listen to you. We're doing it our way. Get out of here, Stuart. Boom. I hung up the phone, and I left them. See, I I think I might have been in the gulag at that time because I would have remembered you being on the call. Okay, well, I didn't get much opportunity to talk. There was a whole lot of huffy-puffy guys in there with all their testosterone floating all around, going to be the big macho guys, and it was hard to get a voice of reason in there to, to even make little suggestions. And, and as soon as I did, they all started beating up on me like a gang. And, and you know, I, 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 can, I can go through a lot of crap, but, but when it gets through this nasty intense, I just got to walk away at some yeah. point. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's the wise thing to do. That's, that's what I did. I mean, um, uh, yeah, that's why I got thrown out, because I wouldn't put up with that. Yeah, uh, you, probably, you probably were entangled with Steve Curry. And once, once Curry got started, uh, Nolte, Doucette, and Byfield would come right, right behind him. So it was, you know, I remember a couple of, the, and I, I would just get off the call. I wouldn't engage it. I, only I did the same thing to, you did. I only listened to two calls, and I got, uh, or not even, uh, not even the total of, yeah, it was two calls, and I got sick of them. And um, what was the other thing? Clarence, who was on, was uh, suffered the same experience. And he was browbeating them to um, vet everybody. And they said, oh, no, we don't need that. Well. Or uh, he was, uh, oh, he was challenging Doucette, who appointed himself uh, high potent, uh, potentate, or, uh, and he appointed um, 
uh, said that, uh, what's his name, um, Marshall Springer was the only person he'd trust, and yet Marshall Springer turns out to be a, um, a, a paid uh, government in, uh, informant that testified against everybody, against uh-huh. all of us. You know, as I recall, Hartford got in their face also and told them they were screwing up also. Who's that? Uh, the Colorado group. But who got in their face, I think Larry was Hartford. asking. Hartford. Hartford did. Oh, Hartford did. Okay, yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah, Sher- was, Sheriff you know. Mack, I remember, got on once. I was around then. And he said, you're doing it all wrong. <clears throat> but, again, um, the, the, the FBI, when, when, when uh, they confronted Nalty back in 2014, they said they did not have a problem with the grand jury. We have a problem if you try to start doing liens on judges. Then we're going to have a problem. Well, I wasn't around when they were doing liens, but apparently they started it. And they yeah. got the warning. Yeah. And I didn't know didn't know that that he gotten them. Uh, that all as I knew is that the FBI came to the door. I didn't know the details of it. But so he you never, know, he never told us. But nonetheless, um, you know, Charles, we, we were talking about this. Of course, there is no due process of law because there is no law. All it is is public policy, code, or regulation. There is no law. Well, that's within, that's within the judicial system supplied to the people by the Roman Empire. Um, um, Oregon's constitution and statutes are real clear, and I presume there are similar provisions in Colorado that at the county level and at the precinct level, there are vacant judicial offices that any of us can can move into and start exercising um, if we live in that particular jurisdiction. We know that, and 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 that was attempted. That was you know, correct. with all the that was attempted. You know, uh, just again before I was kidnapped, um, I, I you know I was like I said this 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 man Rich Coolidge, the one who signed that uh, document I sent to you, I I was doing twenty five, thirty coras a day with him, and I was building up all the information about the fact that there was no oath, and went back in time with these people. So we had all the evidence about that. They don't care. Okay, well, I, I think Larry's focused on, on, on the oath and the bonds and things like that before, too. And I wanted to tell Larry that, that I, I thought there was more uh, merit to your arguments there than what what Hartford was kind of uh, dismissed you there once. But um, um, still... The failure to have a bond or an oath is not a common law crime. 
See, if, if you claim your judicial office from your county or your precinct, and you, 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 you have a, a, a second person, other than your judicial officer claiming the office, your second person bringing a complaint against a corrupted public service for a pure common law crime, such as kidnapping or assault or theft, um, then you've got a pure common law crime, and you can assemble a jury to adjudicate, giving fair warning to notice to appear and defend, and when he doesn't, the, the, the jury goes ahead and renders the judgment that... Um, um, uh, 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 warrant of arrest is issued to forcibly remove that corrupted public servant from office and to place him in such confinement as may be available until such time as the jury finally decides that his prison sentence has been justifiably uh, uh, finished. Um, whatever is in there, but it can be however. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, what I was going to say is the, the crime of holding that office, that position, is a crime. It's a crime of it, at least impersonation. Do you know the difference between Conversion. malum prohibitum and malum in stay? You, you, you think it's just a malum in stay crime? Where the Constitution, no, I, or at least our state constitution says, they have to have their oaths. Um, uh, filed by the second Tuesday of January before they take even t- take their seat, that, and none of them are doing it. That's a mechanism of Roman civil municipal law, right? It, it doesn't constitute a breach of the peace. See, all criminals have to have a peace. It's embezzlement. They're embezzling public funds. <laughs> They're impersonating that that entity in the office, and like Larry said, yes, I forgot about that element, Larry. You're right. They are, and by 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 the sheer fact that they are receiving um, uh, a, a salary, they are embezzling public funds. Well, I mean, you could just get that boat warmed up. Well, there's 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 no breach of the peace there. Um, That's uh, a breach of public trust, right? But so of course it would be a breach of the peace. peace. There's no act of violence. There's no administration of force. Well, again, it, it, it depends on how you define force. The, 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 yeah, they're the forcing us. Wait a minute. Yes, there is. They're forcing us to pay taxes, and and. Uh, um, uh, those taxes are being embezzled. If we don't pay them, what happens to us? That, that, that you're, you're making an extra long argument to escape my point that um, okay. uh, the, the, the individual holding the public office is not actually doing some kind of force against the taxpayer or anybody else. That's somebody else out there that's enforcing tax laws. Which, 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 Would that, be Would that be defined as extortion? Yes, it is. And 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 that is. And and it's also uh, uh, under the the Constitution. 
uh, it's it's a year in jail under the Constitution, um, Colorado Constitution. Uh, what is that? Title uh, thirteen, uh, section ten. Oh yeah. But but I don't think um, uh, I, from from the previous discussion I didn't hear that, that the complaint was made of extortion. That the complaint was failure to to post a bond or or to submit a note. What's that? You're breaking up so bad. Wow, bad. I don't I I don't know. Well, I'm still here. I don't know if it's the talk the talk shoot is the talk shoot program uh have a lot of problems because it sounds like we should be using something that has greater fidelity. Because everybody sounds choppy except Larry. Larry comes over loud and clear. Now, see, we've, we've had this problem before, Larry and I, when we're calling the gag I don't know why you guys still use talk shoot. I mean, it sounds like shit. Uh, fidelity is horrible. Uh, this really is a horrible format. Huh. I'm back. Um, and it was sounding awfully garbled there. Um, and Talkshoe is less than optimal. The reason we grabbed Talkshoe here was because um, uh, I presumed that that's where I wanted to host the conference here, and so we went ahead with it. Um, it just looks like the majority of these conferences that try to use the platform, uh, everybody's conference that I've been on now that uses the platform is absolutely less than optimal and they all suffer doggy doo doo. I don't know why the people cannot choose to use something that's a bit more sophisticated, uh more refined and has a lot more power. I think okay. we I was uh, title conference.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.